0: Forever! Dog! Warning. The following Haunt Cast may require working knowledge of Funko Pop executives. You may encounter coked out birds, embarrassed dads, and exactly as many Hitchcock impressions as you suspect. It's the classic Universal Studios attraction, Alfred Hitchcock The Art of Making Movies, on Haunt Cast The Fright. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Hauntcast the Fright. Uh, I had a whole opening joke plan, but I just want to get cut to the chase. I'm Scott Gardner because we got a host who's excited to do Alfred Hitchcock for you. <laughs> Let's go. Mike Carlson. <laughs> he was chomping
1: at the bit. I did it on Mike a little earlier, but good evening. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Hauntcast. The fr- and then I kind of lose it. Hauntcast. the fright. Fr- well, the, so it's cast oh, oh, the good evening. The good evening I have, and then it's gone. Then it's over, then I go, it just goes right into my gruff. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Let me try to do I wrote a little intro. Let me try to do it like Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, here we go. Okay, great, great. okay. Welcome to <laughs> Huntcast the Fright. A podcast about... <laughs> Note number one, lose the sh- laughing. Sh- sorry, sorry. Scream pox. Hosted by two Disney daddies and one haunted doll. <laughs> <laughs> My name is frightful, <laughs> gnarled son.
0: So you're still? Oh, I mean Alfred Hitch. Hitch. They call me Hitch. They called me Hitch, but my name's Mike C- Frightful Carlson yeah. anyway. I don't know where the Hitch comes
1: from. Uh, here, keep
0: going. This is great.
1: Uh, I actually didn't have uh, names for uh, uh, Jason Skeleton.
2: <laughs> <And> Welcome. <laughs> We've got two big Hitchcock boys here today. OK, well, in that case,
0: let's cut to the chase. Let's get to Hitchcock. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Scott Grimm Reapner. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to attempt this year. But everybody, uh, you know, punch up your own, punch up each other's. You seem quizzical about sure. that one.
2: Yeah, I was trying to think if I had done this one yet. Uh, uh, should I try Jekyll uh, Shriekaden? I think
1: I, think I love you should it. do it. Yeah, I think, I think
2: I've think i tried Jekyll, but I I was just thinking about Have Shriek you tried this Jekyll? morning. I, think I don't recall you Jekyll trying Jekyll. Jekyll and Jackal, I think, were the ones I well, kept Well, Jackal, crying. you know, we like that. Well, oh, Jack- there's only one Jekyll. I'm afraid.
0: Sebastian Jackal. We're listening to our, yeah, we talk about Sebastian Jackal of Christopher Lloyd. The character Christopher Lloyd played on UPN series Deadly Games. Of course. That's on the second gate. Mm -hmm. Um, So stay away from Jackal because that guy, he'll he'll go right through these uh, computer wires and microphone hookups and suddenly he's in your head, man. I
2: do not want him to saunter into the room with his glass of, like, semi-flat uh, uh, sparkling apple juice and just get my ass, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and kind of, like, uh, be sinister to you but not really do anything that bad. No. Those no. That was takeaway from that Not really. His, that show. His,
2: his role on the show, which is only slightly longer than Alfred Hitchcock cameos <laughs> in the movies. Yeah, it kind of
0: got to, to cameo point, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, well... First things first, uh welcome to Hauntcast the Fright. Uh, I'm excited we've begun this mm-hmm. again. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna of course the uh, the Haunted Mansion series will uh mm-hmm. step closer and closer uh, as we step closer and closer to the grave. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll set a similar pace. Well at a year-by-year pace. Uh that'll be the end of the month. Mike has been out. Haunting again. We're gonna hear no, about some recent. No. Uh, uh, and you, I know it's been a bit. You've carved out the time. It's you're in a, a, a stretch of parenting where it's hard to get out. But you love haunts that much. You have
1: made it work. We've carved out uh, like one thing, fun thing for me to do a week, which is go to a haunt. <laughs> Luckily, there's a lot of them. And other so. than that, the only fun. I mean, it's fun like seeing your daughter grow before your very eyes. All that is magical and beautiful. But I'm just talking about like extra like curricular fun you know outside Mm -hmm. of the home um so yeah basically my only fun in that regard is yeah uh, haunts and then like uh going to the toy section at target okay okay you like you go for functional reasons but then like well it's on the way you can't fault me for oh man do we need something we need something huh we need oh we're out are we out of granola bars oh shoot okay yeah i'll happy go unless you want to go did you pump did you pump so (laughs) we can't because if not, I'll probably if have not, to go because it's
2: the baby, easier. It's, it's so convenient, the baby section, and I don't know what. Yeah. Sometimes I forget where it is, and I have to walk through adjacent sections, like yeah. really close to it. Yeah. I
0: think it's with the babyish stuff uh, mm-hmm. in there, like uh, toys, yeah, well, I, yeah, she needs toys. Yeah, I mean, she's she a little child, and oh, little children need toys. That is a, a rule. That is what Dr. Spock said. Is that where, is to the Target toy section where you got uh, this this Kingo, my favorite <laughs> character. My, but let me let me update this for 2022. My favorite character uh, in fiction.
1: I get, no, I got that at GameStop actually. Okay, oh, gotcha. Um, and I won't lie, it was on clearance, and mm-hmm. I said, you know what? That's a really good deal for uh, for a little Funko Pop keychain. So yeah, that's where. That's where I got it. This was not a priceless. There's not like lines out the door every day. for. Do you have a new se- a shipment of Kingo yet? Uh, well, you know, it's a good question because like, they make a lot of Funko Pop uh, merchandise. So it could either be a limited run and then it didn't sell well or it sold very well and they made a million of them. So I'm not actually sure. I would be interested to know. Uh, I could talk to Funko President Brian Mariotti. Uh, And see if he has the list or like of of how many they made for all these things. You know the name of the president of Funko? Yes, Brian. And Griffin Newman and I have texted about (laughs) this man. (laughs) Oh boy. Dear
2: Mr. Mariotti, I have a new beautiful daughter, and I'm wondering if you can tell me where to track down the young Sheldon variant, where he's (laughs) in his little docent costume from when he worked at a train museum.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here he is. This is Brian Mariotti. Whoa! Uh, he is the chief creative officer. Excuse me, of Funko. He looks like the John Cena of toys. Uh, <laughs> yes, he, I think he is the John Cena of toys. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, we you know we have all these different guys on this podcast ride. But believe me, the toy world is full of guys and uh, wow yeah fun. this is what as soon as I heard the
0: name and that you Griffin have talked like okay this is a, this is an Eisner this is a shape I don't know in terms of I don't know his like ethics or
1: whatever oh, I don't yeah I don't know anything about that I just I, I'm fascinated by him immediately I haven't done any sort of deep dive hmm but yeah he's I follow him on Twitter and he might he'll know the answer to how many Kingos were produced how many Kingo keychains
0: I don't know if you only do this with Disney executives but let's try it let's cut to the chase can Brian Mariotti get he
1: it looked pretty handsome in the photo Let's see so, him again. Oh, there
0: he is see. on the screen. Oh, he's. Ca- oh, yeah. Well, he, this yeah, is he kind is. of your aesthetic, Mike, which is like rock star who peaked 18 years ago. <laughs> that's, that's kind of his vibe. So that this is what
1: you regard as the pinnacle of male handsomeness. Uh, so. That's true. I mean, uh, a lot of the toy guys. Again, this is a different for a different podcast, but a lot of the, to- the toy guys have a wide variety of uh, aesthetics. So, yeah, he's got his own unique aesthetic going on here. Um, but yes, I, I mean, I think he's a, a pretty good-looking guy. He's got he's got a nice suit on. It's got ch- uh, like a checker pattern or what would you call it? Pattern. Yeah, um, I'd wear that suit, Jason. That, that suit, suit?
2: screams, uh, "I am about to con a like tenth-round NFL draft pick, eighteen-year-old out of eighty percent of their income." <laughs>
3: And that that suit says that all screens, that.
2: <laughs> that's what that a suit screens, can say now. Uh, suit s- says that? Shady, shady no. sports agent.
1: <laughs> I say that's the suit of a man who makes uh, dreams come true by producing co- high-valued collectibles. Oh, and now, wait, now uh, Jordan has slid
0: the screen over, and now we're looking, he's in front of a big C-3PO, and he's wearing sort of a Bill he's Nye. He's from the Bill Nye collection. Yeah, he's got a so, little, got a little yeah. bow tie. Uh, he's standing uh, in or front or of Or sort him. of a fig, you might say, uh,
2: with the pocket a squares and the fig, bow ties. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting a little young Sheldon with that bow tie. <laughs> Maybe that's
0: why the Sheldon, the multiple, sure. uh, do we know how many Sheldons, all told,
2: there are? Uh... Uh, Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah, because oh we know gosh. there's
0: two at least. There's basic,
1: there's classic, and
0: there's he has to have multi- docent.
2: like stars in the universe. It's
1: unknowable. <laughs> Funko Pop wise, yeah, there's got to be very it's so many different shell variants. I imagine with him in just different shirts. Um, but I using the word variant at this point in this year
0: to describe <laughs> in this case, it can just we've all used this uh-huh. word a lot, and now we're using it to describe
1: how many. Sheldon's there. Sheldon pops there. Are it's funny because you say that because I'm equally on the COVID nineteen Reddit where they're discussing variants and like the general action figure collector where they talk about variants. It's not believe you you actively learn more about COVID than you have to. I'm yes I that's true. I still am on the well I you subscribe to different Reddits Mm -hmm. and then it's sort of an aggregate of all the different Reddits and so I've subscribed to it. So when I'm scrolling through Reddit. I will learn about new Ninja Turtle collectibles and then I will learn about the bivalent booster and how maybe that when are we getting the efficacy data, you know, when Mm. are we going to know because it hasn't had a full trial yet to know exactly how successful it'll be. Do we have the cowabunga data yet? Do we know how
0: bodacious the new line of turtles are? Uh, we do have that
1: data, and the answer is very. The answer is highly
0: bodacious. Have we gotten to 100%? Because I'm not, I don't know if I'm willing to invent. I don't know if I'm going to take the time to get the new Donatello if it's not a 100% cowabungus rate. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, you should not. Fe- don't fear on this, because th- these, are, these are as perfect as turtles can get. Uh, shout out to head of NegaToys Randy Falk, a different guy. <laughs> Who For I love Randy again, Randy, but Randy is great because Randy looks like kind of a rock and roll guy. He's he's like, like
0: the you mean like the person we know, well, no, the other toy guy we just talked about,
1: but a different type of rock and roll kind of guy. He he he's like kind of like a cool like metal kind of guy. <laughs> he's a Vince. He's got, Neal. Yeah, he's got long hair. I think he used to be on rock and roll radio. Uh, Rock and roll radio, yeah. Which I just that was just that's something that just came out on his on Twitter. He revealed a few weeks ago. <laughs> again, this is a different podcast. Yeah, I'm doing a different podcast right now, and I want to go back to Hauntcast the Fright.
0: I you know we have to. We're, yeah, we're we're one premise of podcast within another premise of podcast. Yeah. Uh, um. So we'll we'll get through it here. Uh. But we're we're, we're haunting. The point is you're haunting again. Mm-hmm. But uh, where do we kick this month off? I think there's no better place to do it than with the master of horror, cinema's finest auteur of frights. That is, of course, Rob Zombie, who directed <laughs> the new monsters. which I believe yes. by this point, technically we kicked off Haunt Cast the Fright with an episode about that on the second game. Right. We're recording this before we know, before we know how good it is. We, yeah.
2: Um, um, well, I'll just say that there's a uh, gulf as big as that fall <laughs> In Saboteur, uh, <laughs> off the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> on some of the movies I've watched lately, mm, I see.
0: Wait, so that means you maybe have seen Rob Zombie's Monsters by this point.
2: I uh, you'll hear you check out the Patreon <laughs> and you can hear my saga <laughs> with Rob Zombie's uh, Monsters. Maybe that's by the time this episode comes out, I will have seen all but the last 20 minutes because I fell asleep. Uh, oh. so.
1: Jason's saga is that he fell asleep or is there saga like you like lost your password you We forgot your password. No,
2: no, I didn't. I, I, not a saga in like, oh, Mike's going out of town. I wonder what a crucial thing <laughs> is in another state, you mm-hmm. know. OK, got um, it.
0: But it, I feel like uh, it's a long lineage of sagas that involve you falling asleep.
2: Uh yeah, that's a pretty standard that's what I call a saga. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's not limited like the Skywalker saga that ended. It keeps right, going yeah. and going and going. Uh but uh anyway, now that we've we since we've already covered uh the Master of Horror, now we move to a uh it's I don't know, a lateral move or a lesser move. <laughs> to Alfred Hitchcock, who was a uh was not just a character in that uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins film from ten mm-hmm. years ago. He was a real man. That's right. And he I made know, yeah. he made some movies. Uh, there, as,
2: there was a second Hitchcock biopic around that time too. I really? think straight to HBO. Oh, well, was that about how, how he was like a big creep? Uh, they made a movie like that. I, too, think I think all of them mentioned that a little. Uh huh. Okay. But uh I think the Hopkins one seemed like real Oscar Beatty. <laughs> and she's uh-huh.
0: that's the bet when something is Oscar Beatty and then they do not take the bait.
2: <laughs> no, that's always very funny. Um, it's uh, uh, there's there's a certain type of award season movie where like everyone's like, wow, this performance is amazing. They're definitely gonna get nominated, if not win. And then you, it's like, oh, how's the rest of the movie? <laughs> and it's like, oh, don't worry
0: about it. Don't ask that. Mm-hmm. He put the stuff on his face. What do you want? It does. Do you care now about what he does in the movie? And if it's good, look at his face. It looks different. Yeah. Did he yeah. try to? Was the voice as good as mine? <laughs> or did he try? It <laughs> might have been right in the same like that? neck of the woods. Okay. I don't. I feel like I saw some of it, but I don't I've quite remember. That. that might have been a, a screener. Um, no, let's talk about the man, and let's talk about. Um, the finest work associated with him, the Universal Studios mm-hmm. attraction, uh, which like, uh, probably the title, the main title you would say is Alfred Hitchcock, The Art of Making Movies. Had a couple other titles, but this was an opening day attraction at Universal Studios Florida in 1990, closed mm-hmm. in 2003, um, and uh, a great tribute to somebody who you guys say that you are boys, of what it describe let's let's talk about your hitchcock feelings and connection.
2: Uh sure. Yeah. I mean, we were a big Hitchcock family for a few reasons. One uh the easiest of which was that when Nickelodeon started airing the SNCC bu- Block, mm. um are you afraid of the dark was on, then it kicked over to Nick at Night and they followed it with Alfred Hitchcock Presents.
0: Oh, they did a little horror tie together yes. between the formats. Wow, that's cool. Yeah,
2: and uh so we like that. I, I saw a couple of um, Alfred Hitchcock presents recently on like MeTV or Antenna TV, when one of those channels where you're like, "What is this?" Sure, uh, sure. But then it's like, "This is pretty good." Like they got interesting stuff. Um, and so I I feel like there that was one reason we like the intros. We started watching the movies. We liked the looking out for the cameos. And
0: well, then, isn't my... this by the way? This is sort of this is uh, this is Eisner before Eisner. It is Eisner before Guy Eisner. talks to a guy, a, a, a semi uh, a charismatic, uh, semi bald guy. Yeah, introduces a special movie of the yeah. week.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the other reason well, one Hitchcock movies are kind of uh, I didn't want to say they were that my parents knew there wasn't foul language or nudity or violence which were very verboten in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But uh, murder is fine. Uh, murder <laughs> and grand theft and that sort of thing. I, my parents, I think around this time, were both big readers of like paperback suspense novels like uh, uh, Stephen King and Dean Koontz and, and uh, Sue Grafton mm-hmm. and stuff. So those were always around. So I think we could all kind of agree on this. Sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We... Uh, uh... I didn't get to say, I didn't watch horror movies. I didn't watch a lot. My parents didn't show me a lot of stuff, but my mom did love Alfred Hitchcock. So even though I wasn't allowed, not allowed, just not even made aware, mm-hmm. kept away from, I would say, most of the things I've talked about, like Gremlins or whatever. <laughs> she still liked uh, <laughs> the most horrifying, horrifying snuff <laughs> film that was Gremlins. <laughs> And Gremlins 2, which is a cartoon <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, yes, a literal. A wonder. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh she did like Alfred Hitchcock a lot, so she would be like, Well, you might be like nine or ten, but you know, you could watch Psycho. I mm-hmm. would let you watch Psycho. because sure. she liked the big she liked the main ones. Uh so I did see those and we watched the show on Nick at on Nick at Night. Uh so yeah, we liked that. That was great. That was fun. Mm-hmm, uh uh mm-hmm. As a kid, I was scared by all of it, believe it or not. Oh sure. <laughs> well, this it is like a the the attraction
0: itself that there and you know we'll get into what it was and everything, but if you can imagine, there's you know a big section related to the sh- psycho shower scene. Uh like I do. I remember as a kid that it felt risky or especially scary. To be, like that—that There are, like, a bunch of kids in the room watching the stuff that is, you know, regardless of that it wasn't actually bloody or whatever, uh, the scene is still very jarring. And I think they... I don't know how they conveyed this, but I think in some sense they tried to make this,
1: like, uh, designated a PG-13 attraction. Like, they kind of yes. warned parents. Yeah, I mean, you big. are seeing a live depiction of a naked woman being
2: stabbed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a, a, early before that, a 3D version... Of the strangulation in Dial M for Murder, which is uh, you know uh, thwarted by stabbing a man in the back with a pair of scissors. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so you yeah, get, you all get, of that. Yeah, so that's yeah, you all. Are sh-
0: whether, regardless of what he's actually
1: showing, yeah, yeah, it's uh, upsetting for a kid. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean a lot of the rides would be upsetting for a scared kid. But I'm trying to think: Is there anything comparable? Like when Universal opens, I mean Jaws. There's blood. There's blood on yeah. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws is well, and when he gets like uh, burned up, yeah, electrocuted, that's... that is a like jarring. Yeah.
0: I think I would say a lot on the scale, at least certainly compared to Disney, that a lot of the 1990 Universal was edgier, scarier. I oh, think yeah. that um you know something we we'll, maybe we'll talk about in the future on a podcast that that horror makeup show. Right. With yeah. the, because that has the that has stuff from the fly in it. And the fly oh, is God. a is a
1: very horrifying so scary. A uh, kid would not a young kid <laughs> Gross, probably yeah. wouldn't or shouldn't be watching the fly. Yes. So yeah, they were they were com- obviously they're still a little more comfortable scaring kids um but yeah, back in the old days.
2: Yeah. Kids. Well, and this one both suspenseful and a little scary and notable among the opening day attractions, because it worked. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. No? Yes, it's not the so- big
0: ticket, mechanical, Jaws earthquake, King Kong, fraught with problems. But the shows that were produced, probably for a, on a lower budget scale, that were clip reliant, mm-hmm. Um, were more controllable and those did, which I'm so fond of all of it. We were debating about which one to do this year because there's that make, there's the horror makeup show, there's Murder, She Wrote. We'll get Mm -hmm. to all of it, but I'm very fond of all of those uh, here's
1: how movies are made from the the early 90s. It's interesting because I feel like this falls in with the Lucy attribute too because it's like both of these people were dead for a while.
2: Oh, Hitchcock was dead Mm -hmm. for 10 years before this opened. So it's
1: like these are almost like nostalgia attractions. Yeah, that were opened. I'm trying to think of like an equivalent. I guess it's like seeing Max from Goof the Goofy Movie dancing now during these Halloween events or something where it's like that's marketed just to the older people that probably.
0: I yeah, yeah, that must be true. Well, at least some of the classic Hitchcocks probably now in 2022 are
1: as old as goof, go, Goofy Movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what Goofy Movie 95? Yeah so, yeah, so, yeah, we're getting almost 30-year <laughs> anniversary years.
3: of Goofy Movie. What are
0: you
2: talking about? <laughs> shut up. All of you, shut Max, up. Max is a younger millennial.
3: <laughs> yeah. What? Word closer to Jen. Max man? has really? a lot
2: of gigs. Like, he's he's doing a lot of gigs, and he does freelance graphic design, and he he is interviewed in that Business Insider, like... Good luck, millennials. You'll never have a home, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was nice to see. Oh yeah, thank you
0: for taunting us articles
2: once a week. Mm-hmm. And my my trending topics underneath that were like Disney World, <laughs> and it's like, well, yep. Yeah, that well,
0: was fine. well, wait, is it though? Because this week we're recording this. It's probably trending. It's I flooding. no, I
2: think I saw it before. Uh, I think I saw when it was just like, it's lightly raining and people are in St- Long Bay, mm-hmm. you know? There
0: are nice, yeah, there is the, like, everybody's huddled in the hotel and they're putting on nice little, like, uh, skits. Ma- yeah, the country country Bears are hanging out playing in the arcade I saw today. That's oh, fun. They make they make good things happen. But Universal, uh-huh. the, the 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 walls
1: got torn up, but
3: uh, T-Rex got out, yeah. Right, T-Rex right.
1: got they out. Got a, they got to clone a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I looked, Psycho is 1960, so it's 30 years from psycho to this wow that's attraction opening
0: so what's the stupidest thing from 1992 that we can say oh, good question <laughs> 1992 when uh, did uh, Ford
2: like baby's kids come out uh, well, I think a little earlier yeah. a little before mm, Was that before okay. too I
1: um, think so um,
0: Bad Movies, 1992. Uh, Cool World. Cool World. Oh, Oh, Cool World. There's something interesting. I I, I think it's... I don't like the movie. There's an interesting aesthetic to it, for sure. Or like Encino Man. Encino Man, Mm. which also is a fun watch, but Encino Man is as old today as Psycho was when Universal flew opened. Gee
2: whiz. But I feel like the Hitchcock movies didn't never disappear, either airing on TV or like early video store classic. And Universal, too, as... DVDs, Blu ray, they have never let these movies dissipate. They re release them mm-hmm. uh, so often. A lot of the Hitchcock movies are on Peacock, and the others are like on HBO Max. So you can see a lot of the filmography.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and because I'm dumb, I, I watched Psycho because I hadn't seen it in a long time in the lead up to this, but then I was like, oh, you know what I really want to see? Psycho 98 <laughs> <laughs> and Psycho 2. I'm like halfway through Psycho 2. If you can imagine, I'm having some sleep issues as well mm-hmm. with yeah. when it comes to Psycho 2, but this is a, I mean- <laughs> We could deal with this more down the road, but I've always wondered what those movies are. And so far, Psycho 2 is a lot of uh, Norman Bates working at a diner. And so he has to keep picking up knives
1: and it's triggering to him. So it's a lot of him like shaking a knife and not being able to cut a sandwich. <laughs> I'm trying to think is it somebody like Quentin Tarantino has some sort of wild opinion that like Psycho 2 is better or something. <laughs> and I can't remember if that's right. I think for sure the o- people say the o- like Omen Three or Exorcist 3 is good. Oh, I've said this before where there's like certain beliefs that like some of these there's like like outlier sequels because all of these feel like trash. Yeah. These real feel cash. Like Disney, and, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah. what else should be the story of Psycho? But mm-hmm. like, I think there's like at least some opinion that one of these Psycho sequels is good. And I forget which one it is. I, you know, two's better than I thought so far. Yeah. I
0: haven't finished yeah. it, so I don't know where it's going. But I'm like, you know, a solid Dennis uh, Franz performance. And, oh wow! Uh, what's her name? Meg Tilly is solid. I'm like, sure. it is not as trashy and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the trailer for four. I got to do it sequentially. I'm not. I, I, I. So I won't make it to four for a while. But I was curious about that because that's one of the weird Universal Orlando connections to Hitchcock. Is that you know? Obviously, the Psycho House is on the Universal Hollywood backlot, mm-hmm. but Orlando has or had the house and the motel from Psycho Four. Mm-hmm. And you ask why did they need to rebuild it there when it's in Hollywood and remains in Hollywood? And then it was we were talking, Jason, about how there was that creepy corner of the park, yes, where it turns into there's like a dis, there's a weird off park Hard Rock Cafe but you have to pass by the unsettling fake psycho house to get there.
2: This, I I remember crystal clear standing looking at the psycho house and uh, that part of the park truly seems like, looking back, I was staring at a giant Rubik's Cube. There was a hard rock park, very interesting building, there was. It was like
0: shaped like a big guitar. Yeah.
2: And you could enter from outside the park or inside the park. So for and, some reason,
0: something we love. We always love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I just, we just blew right by it. Like, none of us, we were more interested in the Psycho House set in my family and mm-hmm. th- had no real connection to uh the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh um, that would
0: be your adulthood. That would be a large part of Yeah, that would be a large
2: uh part. I mean every time I go to a city, I get the shirt or and I get a pin. I got a <laughs>
0: Jacksonville.
2: Woo. Yeah. Um so it 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 holds a weird place in my memory, which I think this show in general does cuz there is a gag. The gag at the end with the mother, the two Normas. I remember that is clear clear as day yeah
0: do you mean norman or do you mean the mother no
2: the mother when there's two mothers at the end okay of the yeah, show. yeah right um right. i i never forgot that like when right. i went back to rewatch this because there's a lot of versions of it on youtube yeah i was like that happened exactly i was as i remembered the thing that i misremembered about this show was that the Statue of Liberty thing is just when you're leaving. I thought that was part of the finale, too. Yes.
0: It was part of the show Mm. in the little mini version in Hollywood, which it gets confusing because we covered some of this a little with the special effects stages with Carl Tart a couple years ago, and I don't know what we covered in that, so it might be repeating. I'm not Mm. sure Th- these micro versions they make us figure out. And let's add to that complication, Psycho House off the table, its own episode. Yes. Let's micro topic mm-hmm. this, which includes also Norman Bates attacking the tram. And by the time we do that, I will have watched all four Psychos. I wanna watch pretty all four Psychos. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Okay, all Okay, we'll all do it.
2: All but, five including the remake. Oh, if
0: ninety eight counts. What yeah, about yeah, the sure. Norman yes. Bates
1: counts. show. How long would that run? Oh boy. That the ran boy. for a while. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch that either. And then, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a little there's going to be a little Psycho House Bates Motel talk on when we talk about Horror Nights, because they put up a whole thing around there with a new original universal character. They really? Yeah. So there's a whole new mythology that they've built up. It doesn't really fit with the Bates Motel, but they're repurposing those sets for this that's some of the coolest like in the little
0: bit that I've done horror nights that you get to walk right up to the set yeah so great and yeah, past yeah you the walk house through and... the
1: you walk uh right by the rooms at the Bates motel and then you walk up in front of the house that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah and so I, I gotta use it I won't say I don't say why but I will say I got yelled at by the Norman Bates. <laughs> but like for a real th- reason like
0: more by the actor you're saying yeah yeah the it.
1: actor knew I was doing something I shouldn't have. Not, not, it's not crazy, but I'll say what it is when we talk about it. Mother does not approve. Yeah. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD.
3: Got your happy price price line <laughs>
0: Um before we get to the attraction I wanted to talk a little about the uh the Universal Hitchcock Association mm. uh, yes. and 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 what made it like now Hitchcock is one of the big franchises that they can bring to Universal Florida when it opens Um so Universal produced the TV show Alfred Hitchcock presents so the uh, the famous silhouette and the music mm. that that was always under Universal. Uh, He had a bungalow on the lot. That was a big thing He always pointed out as a tour guide. And no no matter who's in there, uh, I think it was whatever Mark Platt Productions Mm -hmm. is uh, when I was doing it, Uh, the silhouettes on the side of the window. So it's like it feels like part of the Universal Hollywood DNA. And he filmed a lot of movies there, like The Birds, I think, filmed a ton on the lot. Saboteur, I want to say, or at least Saboteur was a Universal movie Mm -hmm. but not all of them were universal movies which is what's a little confusing that psycho which you now associate uh very hard with universal was made by paramount or just or maybe he made he might have made it on his own and then they and then paramount distributed yeah so it's a little confusing why is there so much psycho and and it's on the lot so you really associate them um and i believe it's that I, th- I like so. So Hitchcock made movies kind of everywhere, but then it consolidated at Universal at some point, like his production company. He basically he sold Universal a bunch of movies that they did not make Uh rope rear window. Man who knew too much vertigo, bunch of other ones. And I believe Psycho. And he did this in 1964 and in doing so like in exchange he became the third largest shareholder in MCA <laughs> the parent company of universe so like major major deal i didn't realize he was so invested in right. it and probably the family still uh I, who knows but like at least in 1990 it was like well hitchcock is like super
1: intertwined with this company we yeah. Need, yeah we need like yeah he doesn't he didn't get the spielberg deal or anything I guess because it wasn't a theme park yet, really. But the Spielberg it deal, and
0: then I mean, he was, was like that he still like makes money from the park, yeah,
1: somehow. Yeah, but maybe, yeah. I don't know. that would be interesting because there's still stuff of his. Who knows yeah. what exactly the deal was when you sell all of it? And does it still?
0: Well, I mean, they still have all right. So the like the franchises they still own in the movies, and they're on Peacock, like Jason said. But um, yeah,
1: does there any when you retire the ride to those benefits? uh all I don't the know. yeah all the different everyone's standing a different all the old rock and roll guys are signing these big deals now for their whole catalogs but some of them have different like some of them are just blanket signing over their catalog for a bunch of money mm-hmm. and then the whoever buys it can do literally whatever they want and then some people are like selling like Neil Young is like half sold his and he still gets like kind of a say okay. in what's going on mm-hmm. with it and maybe his when he dies the estate will So I wonder, like, all these interesting deals. Straight to commercials. Like, we've been waiting so many goddamn years to... (laughs) Ohio. (laughs) We're going to embarrass the hell out of him from beyond the grave. Cortez the Killer in a Chili's
0: commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Cortez the Killer Fajitas. (laughs) Old,
2: Old man, take a look at your life. Is that him? That's yeah, yeah. That's him. Just over an Applebee's commercial with like, (laughs) check out Father's Day Bud Light special, big Bud Lights for three dollars. Take
0: your old man. (laughs) Have a look (laughs) at his life with. (laughs) That's what's gonna happen. Some chili peppers uh yeah yeah um yeah these are clearly big ticket items all these live it's a little scary like watching everybody cash out <laughs>
1: oh yeah I yeah. Mean, yeah bob dylan cashed out for what like 500 million like something 500 million or something i think he was one of the first ones i feel like was high profile but yeah they're all cashing out right now hmm. for mm-hmm. just in a, a insane sums so like a Horrible corporation can use these now for the rest of time, I guess. Don't, none of them should sell the catalogs to Universal because we
0: know what happens oh, when yeah. Universal has all the musicians' oh, master it's, recordings. It's, I, oh, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> I just
1: have to mention Get Well Jimmy Buffett. Whatever happened, he had to postpone concerts for like six months. Oh, uh yeah. oh. Yeah. So Get Well Jimmy. This will, that would, if anything happened, God
0: forbid, suddenly you get the heaviest podcast the ride. We've, I don't think we've ever done a one, a, 90 minutes of solemn oh we <laughs> like will suddenly yeah. it's the uh the
1: most solemn. we'll edit out the jokes if mm-hmm. there were even
0: jokes well we'll do, we'll we might try jokes throughout and then you kind of like snap at us like hey
1: cut the
2: shit <laughs> not today
1: <laughs> not today or you
0: know we're what maybe i'll
1: just do that one alone <laughs> we've never oh, done one yeah, where no. i just talk 90 minutes alone <laughs> <laughs> just need to work some thoughts out uh uh, uh so, no, he postponed some concerts, I think, till March, Vegas in March. So I guess we got to, in March, we'll, we're going to go well, back and celebrate so. the return to yeah. the road welcome so. the king back yeah hopefully uh deuces are wild tour still happening then too because deuces you got any they're, they're back. on that steven tyler's out of rehab back uh, back in vegas for the deuces are wild tour And is it currently happening currently it? happening yes oh wow. boy He's i'm rocking so again. sorry you're stuck with your daughter she right right now i'm trying not to <laughs> get covet again <laughs> so probably not the pit at the deuces are wild las vegas aerosmith <laughs> residency is the place i should be but, you know, she can get vaccinated at six months, so maybe right the day after. All right, and shot, <laughs> and Mike takes off. That's, That's right.
2: I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone for like a month. Needle
0: ignition. Hey, Fo-
2: this is good. Uh, it's fully strong two hours later, right? No, sir, two weeks. It's like, <laughs> I can't hear you. I just heard two. <laughs> Got to get to a Bob <laughs> Bob back. Hope Airport. I'm on the phone. You can hear in the background. I'm back
3: <laughs> in the <a> saddle again. I'm <laughs> back. Over the, is, over the
0: sounds of your weeping. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, talking about music, I, I was surprised in this attraction that they don't... I feel like music is a big part of Hitchcock movies, the psycho theme, the North by Northwest theme, and the vertical vertigo music. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like usually they mention... Nowadays, if they make an attraction like this, they they toss a cursory mention to a collaborator, Mm-hmm. But I didn't see any of that or, or no mention of Saul Bass's uh, famous title sequences. The Defunct Land on this shout out has the Saul Bass, uh, the Defunct Land credits. I oh, yeah. like Saul opening. Bass. I saw that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, um, uh, he's, they, they, the family said no. It yeah, is about say, one man. It is about the family. <laughs> Fuck off,
2: Bernard. <laughs> Fuck off, Harryman. He didn't write these movies. Yeah. That's oh, true. yeah. We don't hear about writers,
1: think, really. Uh uh. So, uh,
0: um, the, I mean,. What I was driving at maybe with, like, so uh, so big things happen in 64. Uh, One is that merger, and he owns a bunch of the company now. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that the Universal Tram Tour opens uh, in earnest. Like, there were Mm -hmm. ways to tour the studio, but the trams and the big pink glamour trams, that's new in 64. And think about a time before uh, Jaws, before Earthquake, before any of that. What is the biggest thing on that tour? It's the Psycho House, big time. So that's opening day attraction on the tour, which probably cements Psycho as being iconic. And it's also like the beginnings, I think, of the universal brand where it's like, this is like current, recent, relevant movies were made Mm -hmm. here, you recognize that set, you know it so well, uh, and it's a big director that you, a regular person, know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, with the association with Spielberg or Ron Howard or whatever. Um, So I feel like Hitchcock and Universal Studios and Hitchcock being so married, uh, uh, it it really like that's what Universal becomes a little bit. Um, And a big another big step in that, I feel, is the brief era where Alfred Hitchcock became not just associated with the brand, but the face of the brand. Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. one of the big things to talk about. I think we were excited to talk about don't know when sometime in the mid 70s. But he, at least for one commercial, I couldn't find if there were more. Did you guys find, like, you, you saw I, the one.
1: No, I saw the one. Yeah, I don't know if there was more. Um, I always thought there were, that he made
0: a bunch of them. But I there was only this one that I could find. So he was like, he was a Colonel Sanders for a minute. It's fantastic. For Universal I mean, Studios. Yeah. He liked,
1: he's He obviously liked the spotlight. He liked being Mr. On Camera. Yeah. In the same way that any of these people, even though you'd be like, oh, well, they're just behind the scenes. When you get older, you go. Well, they they loved it. Like he he was in every movie. He did cameo in every movie way before Stanley was doing it. You know, way and before Taika, long before Taika. I wish Hitchcock could would have riffed a little bit. But. If Hitch, Hitchcock could have riffed, <laughs> if he could have mocapped like a Corg like character from Ragnarok, <laughs> like <laughs> Thor as a very slow talk, slow speaking Englishman <laughs> who's with him. So that just happened. <laughs> Awkward.
0: It would be funny.
2: <laughs> Is that even a? Th- <laughs> it'd be they funny f- to see no, oh four- hold on hold on oh, sorry so sorry yeah, I, Sorry, no, is so please, important no, this joke no, yeah, I'm about you to you
0: say
1: it. Okay, okay okay here we go let go they to the
0: floor fly
3: now <laughs>
1: <laughs> they fly now. See, you know I had to say it I had to cut you off sure no that's fine
2: I was just gonna say a very stoic like jowly Thor like with the you know Apple on his head, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the like, the uh, uh, knife throughout the knife, like being thrown right next to his ear. Yeah, like in some of those gags, those those cob gags.
0: Um, So let's let's get to this. Let's see Alfred Hitchcock himself extolling the virtues of going to Universal Studios Hollywood.
3: Good evening, welcome to Universal Studios, where you learn Hollywood secrets.
0: Music. Fantastic music. Yeah. And now you'll learn the secrets of the six million dollar man and the bionic woman on the Universal Studios tour. Um, so a lot of that when there was just okay. music playing, we're cutting to all the fun, the you know, the, the kooky characters, the cowboys and, and Jaws with the big insane mm-hmm. teeth that Jaws yeah. used to have and Frankenstein. But then the the meat of it is that end promoting the new. Yes, it di- I don't even the six million dollar man feels like a different universe than Alfred Hitchcock. It's oh, weird yeah. to hear him say those words.
1: Yeah, it does. It feels like he because when you're a kid, you I've said this before. I, you're confused even maybe about like exactly the like eras these things were made. Yeah, but the, Alfred Hitchcock feels like a hundred years before. The six million dollar man. <laughs> so it's funny to see him because you're like, oh yeah, he was alive until what? 8, 1980? Uh, he 80. died in
2: eighty, but he directed. Uh, Family plot was like seventy six. Yeah, so he had like a handful of movies in the seventies. He had stellar. some less
1: good movies those last. Yeah, years. I don't.
2: I don't think those are as and well. I've seen Family Plot like ages ago. I feel like I, mm-hmm. at different ages, I would get into different Hitchcock things. We watched Psycho when I was younger. When I was in high school, I watched Vertigo. In college, it was like North by Northwest and Shadow of a Doubt, and then Rope. Oh, in film school, people were obsessed with Rope. Oh yeah, we watched Rope. It, in, it's a big we deal. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Notorious. How about Notorious? I haven't seen it. There's a handful I haven't oh, you seen. You would love that. I yeah, I want to see that one. Claude also, Rains,
1: Jason, your guy.
2: I love Claude The Guy is
1: Claude Rains.
2: Hitchcock started so long. He started in silent films, but also. He made the 1935 Man Who Knew Too Much, mm-hmm. and, then, and then he made it again. Yeah, he made it twice. With yeah. with Jimmy Stewart.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen one of those. I think I've seen the Jimmy Stewart one.
3: Uh, Peter, when I was listing movies
1: quickly, did I say Man Who Knew Too Little?
3: Does oh, anyone know? have? It's very I, <laughs> easy. I like yeah. that. Is more again because I'm stupid.
0: <laughs> that might the Bill Murray movie might be more on the tip of my tongue. Ta- that might have passed. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe in half an hour ago I said "Man in a Little and nobody I'm called very, it out. I'm a
1: little sleepy, so it's I'd we'll
0: check, right by me. We'll check the tape. I just oh I, I uh, boy well we, hey I caught it. I owned up to it if it happened.
2: <laughs> Look, the lifeblood of podcasting is going, uh, calling out when someone mixes up an aphorism or going. How do you say that word? Say that again. <laughs> yeah, because we've done it to you. Yeah, we've done it to you every single I hear episode, it on other multiple shows times. Too, so it makes me feel a little better. Junker, junker,
0: not <laughs> chaperone.
2: I chaperone. I I'm chalking that when I, I am not the only one who says that. I think that's a regional. Well, some of it one is
1: on. like yeah, like a regional thing that I've just never heard. But um, yeah. Anyway, no, that happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me? What did
2: you mean? (laughs) You motherfucker. I'm getting your ass. (laughs) What do you mean you call it a hassock instead of an ottoman? Yeah. (laughs) Destroy him. You got... I think you... Said what? you did that to me in like twenty ten or two thousand nine. We were like doing an improv scene. Mm. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck did you do? In I the, may the scene, have just literally not known. <laughs> yeah, no. You
1: need to know to do an improv scene if you suggested an item that I'm not familiar with. It
2: was never. I. I it was just a thing. I think was just an old timey phrase, uh, word that stuck around in the family. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was much older. People were like, "What did you call
0: that? What was the word? Do we know?" Ha- Hasik. No, oh, that was that yeah. wasn't an improv Hasek scene. versus autumn. Oh, that was a real
2: thing. Yeah, this was, this like
0: happened. I never forgot. Yeah. Uh, that. Happen. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> let me go back to the uh, Jordan. Can you pull up the, the video again I might make you like la- okay you well you have one yeah, of the frames the, the hop yeah, yeah, ready yeah, the that hop I is the, yes is the money s- so uh, well first things first hearing him say it, as weird as it sounds to us it's clearly weird for him to say this six million dollar man bizarre <laughs> well, word f- to stress yeah
1: I, was, I hate to cut you off but it's again yeah, it's like well, then let's see what Gilligan and the skipper are up to like it doesn't it feels like he shouldn't be associated with the trash of TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he a love guess. boat? Is he, yeah. is he, like, on, like, I he? not think he I was am, ever on
2: love boat. I, I could be wrong. I am the cruise director. Activity start every day at 8am on the Lido deck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a couple is having quite the marital issue. It will take a lot of drinks to so What's the bartender's name? Uh, uh, Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> Get on it, Isaac. I know that fact more than i know basic geography (laughs) i knew you'd have my back (laughs) on that one Uh, um so uh the frame that we're looking at for people who are just listening he is like flying and he's clearly flying in this like theme parky where uh, an effect that they can replicate very easily in front of an audience where you you know you fly by just standing straight and then the camera moves you to the next place so seeing this very stilted hitchcock flight is so funny. And then when he lands, he gives this look. He immediately uh, breaks commitment and looks off frame like, was that it? Can I stop acting like a fool? <laughs> look how he defeated it. he is. He, he, well, I think he likes like talking to camera and being on camera, but he likes that genteel nature. And I think he felt stupid doing what they made him do. I think he probably
1: here. did, but on, a, on some level, he still wanted to be a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I could be super. I hear they're making a new Superman. <laughs> I'm uh, Cal
0: L. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Reeve is no match for me. Yeah, I he, know I'm on death's door, but <laughs> if they just let me
1: screen test, I'm an ailing old creep. But I could be <laughs> Superman. Uh,
3: I, uh,
2: I, I think Universal probably owes a lot of. Cra- I feel like Universal rides with like a little bit of bawdiness and a little bit of darkness when they work best. Like I'll toss out like the fake mummy, you know, unloading sequence and the room burst into fo- fire. I think are of a piece with like kind of the comedy in Hitchcock. Does that make sense? Or like the comedy and like his intros and stuff and like, like his d- weird little
1: darkly jokes. funny. or
2: Yeah. Saying? Like darkly well, funny.
1: Hitchcock movies are uh, horny. They're a very horny. horny. He he's a British
2: guy who nailed the American id. It's like can can regular people be pushed to do evil things like murder mm-hmm. and also uh what are they like when they're dangerously horny for blonde white women? Yeah. Like Which he got what, our ass. Like he got the Republican Party well, platform in twenty twenty two. It
1: was also he was living it because he was freaking out. What's her name? Or freaking out is an understatement with Tippi Hedren or something. I think. Yeah. Yes. He was abusive. I so Tippy <laughs> Hedren, doing, Kim Novak, even yeah, everyone. Saying, uh, uh, Hi. but, but his movies are all yeah. Like his movies are all the what you just like the the universal playbook body. Yeah. Violent. Has anyone
0: called Hitchcock's movies body before? <laughs> well, Again, Jason just said I let it slide, but I'm like, we just say body now yeah, so without being and I being have stopped? Said bawdy. it. Body.
2: I said body for a year.
1: <laughs> there, well, What you J- when Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window is discussing the brazier that uh what's your name is working you on? You you would call that a little body,
3: you know, <laughs> <the>
2: little <laughs> body. The body is joke in <laughs> North by Northwest. Which I I liked in college, even even I at the time of like a freshman college was like, come on, man, there's so many gags of him going to kiss the love interest and then a train goes into a tunnel. This happens oh. multiple times mm-hmm. in the movie. I see, I see. I guess that I a little I got away with it because trains are like the third lead in this movie.
3: <laughs>
0: I just, I swear the two of you are double-handedly keeping the word body alive in, in this culture, century. Yeah. I yeah. think this word is retired, <laughs> if not for you two guys. I wonder
1: if Hitchcock ever said it in one of his intros on the TV show. Uh, it sounds like a word he would say. A bit, it's of his yeah. era. Maybe I, that deserves a good I was just looking for his appearance to see if he was. A, he was on like What's My Line and stuff. He Mm. was on, like, talk shows. He's on some
0: weird...
2: He's not gonna... They're guessing him immediately on What's My Life. You think he can't do a voice? You think he can't
1: hide that voice?
2: My name
0: is... Oh, you're Alfred Hitchcock. It's Alfred (laughs) Hitchcock.
2: I work in an entertainment sector. Hitchcock, (laughs) get out of here. I'm interested in murder of Gaga. Yeah. All right, right. we
0: know who it is, yeah.
2: Do you... Have you considered bleaching your hair?
3: (laughs)
0: Uh, I do see a headline, Alfred Hitchcock's Body Game with the Vertigo. To, so, someone, people have associated Hitchcock with bodiness
1: before. A 100%. Look, their movies are a little body. <laughs> a little body, I would say. Yeah. Would you agree they were a little
2: bodies? I think so, yeah.
1: Sorry, new listeners. We're sorry <laughs> we lost you. Yeah, so if you have turned it off now because of all the body talk, we apologize. <laughs> what
0: were you gonna say? Oh, you were looking up cameos and stuff. Oh yeah, I was on just on saying
1: I, I didn't see him on Love Boat. I just saw he was on some talk show. You on know, a Tom Snyder show? He was on, mm-hmm. but he did not do like a guest spot. But this uh, silly him flying around is it's really so weird. funny. Oh
0: boy, the billion dollar man. Uh, I wish there were a ton of these, and I wish he was still around today to talk oh, about sure. new things on the Universal.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. We
2: all have to make sure to vote. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: COVID boosters are available
1: in the city. we Bi- parking val- lot. Bivalent. <laughs> the COVID
2: booster is bivalent. <laughs> Check out the new universe store with custom items. From all three Pitch Perfect movies, <laughs> <laughs>
1: is the song when I'm gone? We're back pitches.
2: Yes, Alfred Hitchcock doing the cups. Alfred Hitchcock singing cups. <laughs> when when I'm, I'm gone, gone. When
3: I'm, I'm gone, gone. You're going to miss me <laughs> when gone. I'm <laughs> gone.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, then it's like the slow clack. Clack, yeah. <laughs> clack.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that song is uh, forty eight minutes now. <laughs> uh, they should just have th- an actor play him. Why are they not doing that? Let's just have I an actor almost... doing uh, playing him on the commercials. It would make so much sense to have a walk around Hitchcock in yes. Universal Studios. Right. If they never did that, they should have or they yeah. should still. Because Lucy, you can. Th- I don't. I haven't seen Lucy walking around lately at Universal, but a couple of years ago there was a walk around Lucy. Still,
2: there was a Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, was there a Groucho maybe? some point?
1: Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. That would, I guess. He, I guess he seems more famous than Groucho, at least more in the modern sense. I could be totally wrong. And but apologize. Groucho was
0: a performer, so it
2: makes Sure. No yes, and yeah. he did a lot of TV later yeah, in that's life. True. Well, old yeah. Groucho. Old Groucho. He was a
1: totally different guy. Also I pretty we can't funny. talk about old Groucho. Oh, this oh, is, man. i oh. enough people. Oh, put
2: it old Groucho. Gilbert got on a very funny old
1: Groucho impression where he was just like so slow by the end <laughs> he was like such a fast talking guy in all the old yeah. movies and then he was just so slow on like johnny carson's and stuff. like jerry lewis like that's so that other era where he's just it's like a, a different a, person mothball oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I and mean, i understand you age but then people like live in that for decades
2: yeah the slow version of themselves it's wild this way that can swing because like i feel like orson wells sounded the same forever mm-hmm <laughs> The 30s yeah. to the oh, 80s, yeah. you know. Orson
1: Welles should have done commercials for Universal. <laughs> Gee, we, like, <laughs> there oh, is yeah. a
0: theme park, California theme park.
2: <laughs> now they've screwed me on a couple pictures, so <laughs> I'm going to be upfront with you on that.
1: There's still you just find so much weird Orson Welles stuff. Like he's like his talk show that he did. Have you ever seen any of that? We're never getting out of this episode. Oh, no. I oh, know. Sorry. Say what it is go go go. Orson Welles' talk show <laughs> that didn't really work, <laughs> where he's like obviously drunk, and I think Jim Henson was on an episode. Like fascinating old Orson Welles clips. He had his own talk show. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember
2: that one. And he, some of
1: it's on YouTube. I forget if it's just a pilot or if there's more. Mm-hmm.
2: There um, is a pilot for like a Twilight Zone esque Alfred Hitchcock presents esque show he did that is so cool and weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I forget what it's called but it's really good and it's out there Mm
1: -hmm. I forget if I'm mixing up with the the, um, was Jim Henson or not but for sure it was the Orson Welles show and he's (laughs) got groovy titles he's got a big Bert uh, 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 it's Burt Reynolds on one of the, on the episode. They're wearing
2: matching of... suits and shirts.
1: <laughs> Big open black red. That's weird as hell. Yeah, in front of just giant photos of Bert. He doesn't have a, a desk or anything. It's sort of like uh, what was Merv Griffin like that, or like a daytime talk show.
0: Why are they wearing the same suit? I don't
1: know if they mention it. I can't remember. Was this... it on
0: purpose, or does that just did everyone just wear blazers and then red <laughs> butterfly? You got to go home and watch this. It's You're so... showing a very intimate shot with a spotlight yeah. behind him it looks like a frame from the Brady Bunch Variety Hour like this it's Florence f- Henderson singing a ballad
2: days recording days after uh, Johnny Knoxville show they did a jackass episode of Family Feud and Johnny Knoxville wore the same suit that Steve Harvey wore
1: yeah oh, yeah, yeah oh that's fun so I don't know if that was the gag or that was just an accident everybody in the 70s had the open <laughs> red shirt <laughs> oh, red dress shirt and then a suit jacket <laughs> yeah could have been a coincidence uh, um
0: Anyway, uh, what point is Hitchcock uh, incredibly tied to Universal Studios? So by the time Universal Florida opens, 1990, uh, you got to get him in, and uh, and and we get this show uh, again. Alfred Hitchcock's Alfred Hitchcock: The Art of Making Movies, but alternate alternately called The Art of Alfred Hitchcock or Hitchcock's 3D Theater. Mm. Um, There was a 3D component of this. There was a 3D film that you watched that was one of the the scenes of it, which I I believe I saw somewhere saying this might have been the first 3D movie on universal property mm, so you have you yeah. have this to blame <laughs>
2: <laughs> like a dealer giving, giving 18 year old a taste <laughs> cocaine it's gonna be
1: hooked for life are you crazy of course and it was replaced by a 3d movie as well one of the finest
0: yes this is the space mm-hmm. for stellar cinematic achievements mm-hmm. because it gave way
1: to shrek for to shrek for Shrek for Shrek and donkey are somebody once, <laughs> ro- to, somebody
0: once told me the world is not your road to what is it roadie somebody once told me the world is going to roll me is going to yep. roll i thought yeah. it was the world is not your roadie that's what i was about to oh, say no that's not the lyric okay this
2: okay. mf said this world is your roadie <laughs> go oh, ahead get Blast his ass me <laughs> the world is your roadie? is <laughs>
0: roadie um, Uh, But here to go in order through this attraction, of course you're outside, you're looking at the famous silhouette, Mm -hmm. uh, which I was, in thinking about the silhouette, I was like, if someone drew my silhouette and that's how it looked, Mm. I would be furious. Mm. (laughs) This is what you think of me. I do have kind of
1: big cheeks, so I would be concerned about that. Well, it, uh, is, it <laughs> is like the joke of, like, the Simpsons joke where they Lisa gets is it Lisa gets the caricature drawn of her on the boardwalk, and it's just, like, everything, like, all the features are essential. Uh, everything that you wouldn't want Oh, yeah, want she essential. thinks she's oh, ugly. Oh, all the because insecurities. Because the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it mm-hmm. does seem like perhaps that is. But I think also he likes, he's got some say. I bet he likes, I think he likes it. He probably likes I think it. Hitchcock he likes it. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I wish he was alive just so we could ask him. What do you think about the big Ted statue next to your silhouette on the bungalow? Is that what's there now? I think Ted? it's either Ted or it might be like the Hasbro. Like Hasbro might have taken over Oh, there was a Mr. Bungalow. Potato Head Yeah, it might point. have been. Yeah. At some point, there's a Mr. Potato Head next to the Mr. Potato Head of 20th century American film. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think
0: you'd be proud of everything that's been made on the Universal lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the many years since his pat, you know, I think hit should be proud.
2: I when I want to relax, I just put on my HD DVD of Evan Almighty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the one I went to too, because my first <laughs> summer as a tour guide, it took over everything. It was all over the lot, and we had to talk uh-huh. about it so much. And then it came out, and we had to talk about it so much. Uh, yeah, I yeah, it, you know. Psycho, Strangers on a Train, there Evan is. Almighty.
2: There's a... Oh, wow. Hey, there's the Hasbro Fett- uh, bungalow. Wow, I didn't head. make
0: up a Mr. Potato Head, which is weird because Mr. Potato Head's at Disneyland, as we know, or oh, yeah, California that's Adventure. Um, but he's owned by his movie rights... <laughs>
1: For his own solo movies. Well, and remember, we Scott and I f- stumbled upon the Potato Head Kids recently as well, oh, a cartoon yeah. well, that I did not West. know existed. Yeah, you haven't watched it know. since. <laughs> well, I believe it or it. not. I haven't watched it since. But there was a cartoon where Potato Head had a bunch of kids.
2: Wow, <laughs>
1: It's like in the eighties. Then they all look. Uh, they all look like turds. Yeah,
0: oh, I remember this. Sh- yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of remember
2: seeing <laughs> the, the turds turd. The yeah. turd kids.
0: Oh, it's that turd kids show. Um, anyway, you get inside. And there is a—I remember the lobby. I remember the lobby very strongly. There was this big collage, not just a flat collage, but very 3D— uh, this is like I had to be there to remember. But I have this faint like kid memory because I was like scared by it. It was like black and white with hints of color, and mm-hmm. then there's you know it's film reels and with all the names of all of his movies. But then kind of like surreal, grotesque stuff. Like here's big chattering teeth, or a big uh, spiral right. swirl, or uh, or like a big handcuffs and a big crazy hand. Um, I this was neat. I remember, and I remember thinking it felt very Nickelodeon. And then I was looking into it, and this sculpture, collage, whatever you want to call it, was made by somebody named Diane Stapleton, who was the art director of Roundhouse and, oh, wow. and Wienerville. Wow. Uh, so, like, or, or, I guess worked in Orlando, mm-hmm. and uh, so, like, yeah, which because it felt like that Double Dare aesthetic, like a mm-hmm. big, crazy, moldy hand where you felt that somebody just <laughs> made it themselves. Uh,
1: uh, uh, cut me off after 45 seconds here, but I saw um, Wienerville live. I saw Mark Wiener perform live at a racetrack
0: a racetrack mm-hmm. but but that's too far away mm-hmm. Race racetracks have terrible
1: uh, vision see very well. uh, visibility but if you know what Wienerville is it was a weird show with a guy who put his head through like a little hole and it would make characters look like they were tiny yeah
2: like I liked it um, uh, it made me a little anxious Yeah, because oh, yeah. I think I bought into it too much you thought it was real? I real. well I was like oh, they're, they're gonna turn the studio members back right they can't just leave them. like that. How old were you? Too old, Michael. <laughs> you know too, what he's talking about. Too young to watch Psycho. Pu- too old to believe the he of uh, logic. People, you're saying? Yeah. Well, they would. You would be standing up, and then it would look like you were shrinking down because you put your puppet. head through a hole. Because You put make your head through like... a hole, and mm-hmm. like this. Yes. Yeah. Remember yeah. Weinerville, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but um, they would say so much, like we're going to Weener. Fine, we Probably not that. Uh, they would t- they would turn you into. We're gonna turn you into a thing, and I'm just like, oh my god, is it wiener
0: eyes? The word wiener eyes is like Might sparking out of the the distant the recesses of my brain. Impossible. Well, we'll do a wienerville episode. Sure. <laughs> again, I don't want to get off. Again, there's too many <laughs> tangents today. Um, yes. Yeah, so to get in anyway, I just remember that I remember this entire thing. By the way, just being so moody, feeling very adult. I probably saw mm-hmm. it when I was nine years old and i felt i was just like scared by all of it but also impressed by it and i and i love i think on in both the hollywood the mini version um and the the bigger one in orlando i think they did a good job of like here's a little film school lesson mm-hmm. that theme park tourists can access and go oh that's cool so that's how he did it
1: yeah i i did not see this we i didn't go to universal till i was older we were still like brand loyal for some weird reason if we went to orlando even though my mom loved Alfred Hitchcock was it wasn't like oh there's an Alfred Hitchcock we should go over 25 minutes away to go to this thing so I'm, I'm seeing it all for the first time but I'm we would have gone nuts for it I'm sure if we had seen it so you didn't see it in person or maybe later no I never saw it I just okay. never. Yeah, did not see. You see it in, person. in
2: person? Uh, uh, f- yeah, I a few times. I think I was surprised um, that it stuck around till 2003. It lasted 13 years mm-hmm. because I could not remember seeing it in high school. But I, I can't think of. I, I feel like 2001 or two. Uh, my family, me, my dad, and brother would go stay at the Hard Rock and do Universal for a few days, and then just drive over to a couple of days at Disney. And so we were at Universal for a while, and I can't imagine not seeing this if I was there for a couple days, you know? Yeah, I I think I went and it was still
0: kicking when I was like 14 or so. Um, Yeah, and, and it, I don't know, held up, cool. And here, we're getting towards like, you talk about like believing things like Jason and Wiener Rising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean, feel free to call it anything that you liked in that in the 3D movie. Which he mm-hmm. he says something at the beginning like this is the best of Hitchcock, <laughs> and then you get a big you know pile of like iconic moments or at least mm-hmm. the ones Universal had had access to, which is most of them. But they build up that Dial M for Murder was shot in 3D. Mm -hmm. and it had never been screened in 3D because 3D was kind of a a trend that had lapsed at that point, so they only, they theatrically released the flat version, but this 3D print existed, so Mm -hmm. I think the the guides or whatever would say, here for the first time, even though it's done every day in the Mm -hmm. theme park, you get to see Silent For Murder the way it was shot. So that's what this big montage builds up to, uh which you were describing it's like so there's a strangulation and uh yes
2: i well first off it is a long montage and i mm-hmm. think at the time seeing little set piece moments from movies was uh you know it was a bigger pain in the ass to track down all these movies you know so it was more novel to see them all again even mm-hmm. if you get them in syndication or
0: and then in a in a nice theater in a too. nice
2: theater good quality um footage and um uh, but there's a couple things I really like going on here. There's the Dial-In-For-Murder 3D, but um, uh, which is, is wild that that is just in there. But then uh, it pretty much the main 3D thing seems to be setting up the bird's joke.
3: Mm-hmm. where because yeah, it
2: gets
0: cut off. You don't really get to yeah. see the full ending of Dial-In-For-Murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And up.
2: I got to say, there's another trick in there. Where he says, it's time for the main attraction. Put on your th- glasses. You know, put on your glasses. So they show a bunch of shots with characters in glasses in Hitchcock movies. But when he says it's time for the main attraction, there's like multiple shots from the birds. Okay. So they tell you what's coming. You just don't know it. Okay, sure. It's like a little secret trick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They subliminally remind
0: you the yeah. birds are coming. Uh, yeah, because what it builds to is that you're watching this 3D movie, and then it starts to sputter out. Is there like that sound kind of pitch bends, and then the film burns out, and there's just nothing on screen. Or, or wait, well, the I guess the big thing is there's like a giant rip. Yes. all of a sudden through the screen, and then it becomes Birds Chaos. The bird, the famous Birds. <laughs> take over this space and you see back to what's behind the screen which is this big kind of implied soundstage sort of space and yeah you speak of the devil, gremlins 2 was just brought up uh a, a other prominent thing where where film breaking happens mm-hmm. i would always buy this i would it would scare the hell out of me <laughs> anytime i mean still yeah. i still like it is a very like apparently the projectionist the first time this was screened thought something was wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> like he bought it so, uh, this is great. In a 3D movie setting, the film burns out and then a bunch of animals attack you in the, like, it, it like very chilling to me. I loved this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and um, uh, Kevin touched on it in the defunct land. Like, Tippi Hendren's daughter bought it when she first saw it. She mm-hmm. was like, oh, fuck the, like, she was <laughs> wow. startled. Uh, there's also, uh, very funny, that once the screen rips down and there's the fake soundstage behind it, they do some classic 3D. This girder is coming right at you. This pipe is coming mm-hmm. right at you. Yeah, soundstage stuff. A yeah. big old pipe. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> it gets a little silly the longer. It go- I think it's like very chilling when it starts. Mm-hmm. And just haunting like seeing these birds kind of slow motion fly towards you um which is like a I'm sure a big pain in the ass to shoot. It's that they they have to like they show it in the animal actors show. You got to get a fan out to keep them mm-hmm. mid like into where you could focus on it. Um, but then like, all right, well, what would a bunch of birds really like <laughs> make
1: lights fall and then the lights spark and people fall off ladders? I guess birds are like, like in the movie, the birds are throwing themselves into like, uh, you know, the phone booth and killing themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if they're hurling themselves at lights, I guess it could maybe knock a light off. Why do the birds? They're not like special
0: birds in the birds, right? It's just there's just too many of them. Yeah. What is the plot of the birds? I don't what,
2: think it's ever just. It's like it's not.
0: No, there's got to be a reason. They didn't like uh, like fly by like an overturned truck that had a secret cocaine uh, shipment in the like in the undercarriage. Are the birds and then, on cocaine? That's what I'm asking. I'm gonna yeah, Google. Yeah. Are the birds on cocaine? The birds. 1964 on cocaine. No,
2: it's not like a modern film where it's like, how did the monsters get spot? Or like, how did well, Herman no, and Lily meet?
1: How was Herman created?
2: That was Herman created. <laughs>
0: um, I I don't know if the well if there was a coke if there was a scene where the birds all snorted cocaine, it was cut and they didn't bring that back mm-hmm. for the theme this. park version. Keep um, talking, I'll find it. Well, yeah, it gets so silly. What happens? Like a fire starts and the like lights are crackling. But then that turns into fireworks and uh, and then so then it's like nice magic of movies, fireworks and the final bird that flies up towards the camera morphs into the famous Hitchcock silhouette, which has a confusing message to me. Like Ben, the, but the bird was Hitch the whole time. <laughs>
1: It was a big pain in the ass. (laughs) Caused chaos wherever he went. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 kind of like pecked at people, kneeled them. Oh wow, Jason's right. There's no real reason. There's no real reason. It's like North Mm, by Northwest. They're like,
2: we've got to get the documents. Clown on
1: me for saying that was wrong now. You fucking what? asshole! Okay, good.
2: <laughs> you thought the birds. You thought were there was a, spell? a reason. <laughs> you thought there was like polluted water or
1: something. <laughs> That's a
0: cool thing about it. They don't yeah, know, it I good. don't know. It's Something's happening with birds. Yeah. I think.
2: I think executives were like nervous about. Like there were multiple things where it's like, how are we gonna film this psycho book? Like, how is he gonna do this? You mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I believe an early marketed gimmick of like. Don't learn anything about this movie. Just come see it. And I think the first round of crowds who saw it were like, holy shit, like, we're freaking the out. the twist, yes. Yeah. Well, the twist and also, like, that music sting with the shower sequence is very jarring the mm-hmm. first time you see and it. And
1: the character, spoiler alert, killed off.
2: Yeah. Who's <laughs> presented as the protagonist.
1: Yeah, yeah that was yeah. crazy. That was I one mean, of his big twists. It's like yeah. the start of Executive Decision where Steven Seagal dies... Really quickly, yeah. What oh, have you ever oh. seen Executive Decision? No, I know. Oh, not. you'd love it. Oh man, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh, I do, What did I just? Seagal. I just watched Breakdown
0: for the first time. I never watched Breakdown. Really, you should check out Breakdown. Oh, I've, right. it, this, well, I, this confirms. I'll keep going into yeah, Kurt Russell. Uh, um, so include why I've never watched Backdraft for all the I didn't mm, watch when I, we did an I haven't either.
2: I, I only, I could not remember if I had ever seen the ending of this. So we watched Get Out the other day, mm. which does feel very Hitchcock, like you know. Uh, well,
1: uh, he's Mister uh, Universal now.
0: Yeah, Jordan Peele's Mister
2: yeah, Universal. He kind of right. took the spot. He yes, really did. With a he set next, a nice next to the
0: Psycho set. Yeah, the current like director face, I guess. Of, we uh, walk
1: through again. We'll talk about it later. But uh, when you're walking around, you walk right through Nope oh, slash Us-iverse.
0: Oh, this is a good chance to talk about because we didn't really talk about the the Nope set that got added to. Yeah.
1: So, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about it in the Horror Nights. Great,
0: great. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. You walked oh, through a big big one. Yeah. Walked through that. Um, well, let's move over to the psycho room because that's where mm-hmm. you're, you're, after you watch this montage, uh, you try to get the birds out of your head, but then there's more <laughs> horrors awaiting you because there's an indoor set, an indoor version of the psycho house and a sputtering Bates Motel mm-hmm. sign. And uh, this is kind of a combo of clips and demonstration stuff. But I think it kicks off with, Anthony Perkins himself, yeah, mm-hmm. um, in walking out the step or walking out the door of the iconic house, welcoming you in, and then the mother from upstairs mm-hmm. yells, "No, I tell you, they won't be feeding their ugly appetites with my food <laughs> or my son." in In a psycho rewatch, this was this struck me as one of the sillier elements of the film that the mother is like a is a cartoon witch. Yes. No, boy.
1: They really, they could have made that, like, just a reasonable older lady's voice. It
0: also is not a voice that I can imagine Norman Bates doing. Right. Like, that's a crazy, he's, like, the master of... uh, He's like uh, Terry Fader. (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say Mark Mark Wiener. I was going to say another. Uh, uh, Great puppeteers. Yes,
1: that's true. I mean, I think people, you would probably argue that the first, up until Janet Lee getting killed, that's the best part of the movie is that whole sequence where she's on the run, Checks in. It's so suspenseful. Mm. All the driving. All so the cool. driving yeah, it's All the driving. All like checking in, yeah. Norman, and then the rest of the movie is like good, but it's the tension sort of gone, a little bit gone there. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it there's a still a twist coming at the end.
2: There's mm. the scene with the private investigator who, the, in the remake, is William H Macy, b-
1: Debra- Detective Arbogast.
2: <laughs>
0: Arbogast. <laughs> yes, yeah. that was my favorite part in rewatching it. Was the boy, whoever? Now I don't I know the old actor is Viggo Mortensen in the new one, but
1: getting out mm-hmm. of the car and. Arbogast!
0: Mm-hmm. Being mad at Arbogast. Arbogast? Yeah.
1: Arbogast whatever. Uh, uh, also, there's a Ted Knight, Ted Baxter cameo at the end of the first Psycho.
2: What? Is like- he one of guy? those guys in
1: the. He's just working in the jail. Whoa. He's just wow. hanging out. I don't even know if he has a. He might have one line, but he might not. I never knew that. Yeah. Um,
2: the overhead shot when he the, the detective walks up the stairs and. They shoot it overhead in the hallway, and Norma just full speed runs at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that, that's that, terrifying. that
1: rivals the earlier stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying it's bad. I'm just saying that first song, it's almost like, uh, uh, what, WALL-E? Wally the first part of WALL-E. Is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A yeah. Sure. A well, I bit. think
2: the second one got me as a kid. I'm like, oh, they're not going to do that again. And then they do, and it's such a disorienting a- angle and then it's kind of cartoony how he falls down well, the yeah,
1: stairs. Yeah, that is the, that does not that didn't age as well. That no. I watched the making of
0: the Gus Van Zandt '98 Psycho, where William H Macy's <laughs> talking that out with him, and like, well, because I remember in the first one it looks a little silly, so we're gonna do it a little better. And Gus is like, no, 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 it's still special effect, shot for oh, shot. Oh, so we're gonna kind of okay. And you could tell Macy's like, your funeral, but <laughs> I'm getting a
2: paycheck. It reminds me of um in the Batman the. Uh, <laughs> That's still, the the Robert Pattinson Batman. Uh-huh, the Batman. Uh-huh. There's this scene where the Riddler like, just brains a guy and he just runs full speed at him and goes ah like he's in an <laughs> apart, a dark apartment, and it's just the most unsettling thing. And I was watching it in the dark alone, and I was like, Jesus Christ, is the whole movie gonna be like this? <laughs> you got afraid? You were afraid of the Paul Dano. No, he just does his guttural scream. I'm trying to remember.
1: I've seen it, but I can't remember what part you're talking about. I think it's
2: the mayor. I think it's when he. I think uh, uh, he's watching the news, and then the Joker or the Riddler just silently appears behind him and then runs full speed. Oh, I remember that scene. Yeah, and it's terribly unsettling. Mm. And that they don't do again in the movie. I don't think in In the the Batman. In the Batman. The Batman. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Um. Our modern. Masterpieces, modern Hitchcock.
2: I it, I liked it. No, I don't. I was, I it's very long, but mm. I liked it. I, they try to do a lot of. It's a few movies. Mm. It's a few issues of a comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this thing, you're like. Then you're kind of
0: bouncing back and forth, like you get a. It's a great, it's a classic early '90s Universal mm-hmm. walk and talk. Hi, I'm Anthony Perkins. When we did this, mm-hmm. we. Blah, blah, blah. He's very good. It's great to see him. He's very good and nice to see him in sort of like you know, uh, genteel Phil Hartman, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, being that he's uh, iconically such a creep although he's like he has his own like charming that's yeah. a, that's actually a mistake of the vince vaughn thing is that he's like uh, weird and ticky and uh, right. tugging his shoulder the whole time and whereas like you could see how uh, yeah. the
1: original norman bates would kind of lure you in yeah because he saw like he seems wholesome and uh, innocent mm-hmm. that's what yeah. the norman bates charm was
2: had mm-hmm. a hard life anthony perkins Can't put himself anything. in conversion therapy Whoa! Jesus I did not know Christ. that. He he was oh, not awful. No. He was gay. He he was actually Stephen Sondheim and him worked together. I think only one time, but he was kind of Sondheim's muse for a while, and they were very close. No, oh. um, but they made this movie called The Last of Sheila that I watched a few months ago, and it's awesome. It's like a whodunit uh, uh, kind of movie, and it's got James Mason and like a very young Ian McShane like it's in the 1970s and you're like I was like who is that they're so familiar I can't place it and it fucking Ian McShane wow wow Uh, but yeah Last of Sheila check
0: it out that's cool great movie Um, but yeah he's like super like dapper Sherman and you gotta like like the real guy playing the even though he was he passed away not long after this right this was the the sad life uh, early tragic AIDS death um, but he fit this in, and uh, I like seeing this in the Hollywood version. They repurposed yeah. this part. Mm-hmm. and this is where you get between him and the in studio crew who were gonna recreate the shower scene for you. You get great legit good, uh, like classic Universal factoids mm-hmm. about this fit, you get a little mini, film school, which I liked as, you know, but this Hitchcock stuff was gone by the time I was a tour guide, but it was always recommended as like, hey, if you get stuck by the psycho house, you can go into these mm. facts. And I like the classic facts. The blood was sure. chocolate syrup. Uh The, like, well, this isn't a fact, but the joke that uh, the scene that drove thousands from the shower to sponge baths. <laughs> kills.
2: Every mm-hmm. old VHS rip of this online. Yeah. That joke mm-hmm. kills.
0: You no, know, you're you could get stabbed. Doing a sponge bath too. Mm, it's that's not true. Like yeah, a, it's, if it's still in it, the tub, yeah. it's not the shower part of yeah, it. Yeah, you can
2: hide like... bl- razor blades in that sponge. You know? <laughs> oh God, well, that's
0: horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> scary. Jason, so, secret blade. Stop it. <laughs> the twisted mind. The twisted
3: mind. <laughs> this
2: seems like some twisted idea out of the asylum that is Blum House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, uh, the, the
0: the legit cool fact, and the, the, probably the main thing they're demonstrating. Is that the knife never actually enters the skin mm-hmm. uh, of Janet Lee, and that this is all done? Well, it's it's really left up to your imagination. Mm-hmm. You fill in the gaps, um, and that's cool. And I think it's and it's cool that they take you through the angles and they recreate some of the angles because this is the epitome of like perfectly chosen whatever it is these 15 shots or whatever and what like what poetry they are and Mm -hmm. that the only appeal of that 98 Gus Van Zandt is like well it'll be interesting to see the shots again Sure. (laughs) (laughs) even though he put in weird that she there's like psychedelic shit when her eyes kind
1: of it's not good it's so not good yeah it's like yeah the same thing that's the only appeal of when Weezer did the Africa cover it's like we may as well hear the, the music again I would, yeah, yeah. I think I would. I still. I I
0: had more fun watching '98 Psycho than uh, than listening to. That's fair. I never made it all the way through. uh, That's that's sacrilege to me, right? Right. Some good actors. You got some good actors
2: uh, uh, steering that ship. They do you, like, well
0: what you end up with is a scene the very last scene has Philip Baker Hall and Robert Forster greats who have passed greats. on you're like wow they filmed together and they refilmed that shitty end scene where <laughs> everything is over explained to you and it maybe oh, only wow. confuses things more mm-hmm. so you're like wow, is this the only time Forster and Philip Baker Hall were together was this crap <laughs>
2: Hmm, That's a good question. At least
0: they they got, got, I one. think that was yeah At least yeah. They got one. But they're not yeah. even really in the same shot. Even <laughs> it's just uh, um, so. Anyways, uh, like this demonstration. And then you I, did you guys find the trivia about the Janet Lee in this show? Um, Oh, who played her? Yeah, uh huh. No, we got a we got a picture. Jordan, do we have a photo of like a woman in you know we're looking at here in in uh, skin colored shower Cheryl Hines, young Cheryl Hines, apparently fresh out of University of Central Florida. Oh, Oh, that's Jane's alma mater. (laughs) Whoa, wow! And then went to went to work at (laughs) University. Also worked
2: at
3: University.
2: Crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, she can look at uh, Cheryl Hines as the path to. uh, uh, from Central Florida to Universal Orlando yeah. to um, yeah, and
1: then yeah, she's with an anti-vaxer. <laughs> <laughs> are
0: you? Are you now? Are you talking about Sherlines' real life husband? Is that what you're referring I am. to? I Yeah, I've, I've kind of heard of Robert, this. Kennedy, yeah. Robert <laughs> Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: Junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the first. Yeah. I mean, the first one might you know they might still be alive. You know. Well, that's a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. They're, They're all, all alive. still alive. All of them. They're all, all alive. the Kennedys yeah, all the are, Kennedy alive. are alive.
0: <laughs> um, there's one more photo. Let's just put it up to say we did. it. See, look, yeah, there it is home. in the press kit. Uh, she said it was a bizarre job. You're taking showers, uh, in f- fake nudity she in front of it, tourists yeah. every, and then uh, like. I couldn't find video of her doing it, but the other, it's a weird, like, little mini scene within all this. If you watch a video where, like, she's mad at the crew that is doing, that has to recreate Psycho every day for some reason. She's like complaining so at him, and yeah,
1: all it of sucks. that is. It's, I was because so I again I had not seen this in person, so I'm watching the video and he, Anthony Perkins is there, and you're like, he's hitting the right mood. It's a little scary, but it's a little informative. He nails it. It's good yeah. to see. The music is good. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, hey, here comes the performers, and you're like, oh god.
0: These Orlando guys in like shiny jackets, kinda like the Carl Wilson jacket I like, but it has the silhouette of Hitchcock on the back. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't care that the the fake director and cameraman and fake Janet Lee aren't getting along no, while doing yeah.
1: this. Yeah. And she's like, oh, why do you think I'm upset? Everyone's just gonna be looking at me and saying Janet Lee looks better. And you're like, why is this weird, like, Put they're having, like, me. a domestic uh, dispute? Yes,
2: there's one version I saw online where there's a lot of jokes between her and the director, like, is this about last night? And then it's like, oh, it's cold in here. And he goes like, yeah, just like last night. And I'm like, this must be the chunk of lines where they said, like, you can improvise and that improv would go on to serve her well later in her mm-hmm. career yeah that's sure that's where
1: it's she not, learned it's not necessarily the performer's fault I'm sure no. that's sort of like the the directive they were given but it's completely tonally off yes of like what the mood they've set up and now you're just getting like bickering people you've never heard of and it's like it just doesn't that's the one drawback. That's the one thing I don't think I love. I would agree. It. I had no memory of
0: it. It's a well-designed room. It's a great mm-hmm. little sequence. the Anthony Perkins, and then yes, this bickering does not match. In a, when you're talking about a director known for like, uh, like, just yeah, a sparkling dialogue, yeah, sure. tightness, yeah, <laughs> yes, tightness, yeah, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, interesting filmmaking. Um, I will say that, like, so after they show you both sides of like the how they shot the scene. And then there's like a switch at some point where one of the crew members puts on the dress and like the to be mother fencing yeah. face. I in the, in the Oh yeah. Heavy, whatever
0: like shadow face they have to put Yeah, in, in
2: the Perkins one. I, I, I believe he says um, they had to blacken the stand ins face and I'm like, Oh, they would have massaged that line nowadays. That,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't
2: sound great, but verb, perhaps yes. it's just a mask. Uh, it, it's, so, like, at some point, they swap, and then that that mother starts, like, th- going after you th- the director. It's that
0: you think that the audience volunteer has lost it and is yeah. starting to stab everybody and chase yes. them around the set. But then there was a little fake pullback of the curtain, and it was the director of this little two. show did a it's little thing. It's a great name.
2: gag. That, I think, is totally correct.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's
1: their tr- They're already, like, feeling the... It's the we've talked about. Our universals basically shifted almost completely around the like making of a movie and showing how it works. And we're just doing it now. You're just in it, and it doesn't matter. We're not going to be behind the scenes. But you can feel already. There's a pull of like well, we should give everybody. We should scare them more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they throw that in there in between. So it's that's, a little. You get a little. Bloody. Oh well. it's A
2: little outrageous, you know. It's we a mar- there's a shower something happening. goes wrong show- yeah a class an early example of something is going wrong in this presentation that's true know? yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um
1: so yeah i i this is like a, a superstar television uh, yep. at mgm studios a little bit where you get the yep. person up and then there's a little high there's hijinks and it's got a lot of the stunt show th- features of like fake person that you think Mm-hmm. Is a person from the audience, yeah. and kind of making the making a fool out of the like, yeah, even the reveal of like, hey, look, your dad's dressed like an old lady now. He, right, exactly. This is another one. Humiliate dad mm-hmm. wins every time, and this was a Perfect hallmark of the '90s attractions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no. Dear
2: Poundhouse Forum, I was cucked by the Universal Studios <laughs> <laughs> Florida resort destination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I there, was made a- to look a
1: fool. Is there any – we've said it before. Is there any attraction now that is humiliating Dad that's all about hum- – I don't think – I mean, other than Somewhere like just the Star Tours or something, but not not specifically, the only thing you can do to humiliate him, I guess, is buy him like the grumpy shirt that says, yeah. like, I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an a grumpy asshole. i less I got to get one of those Less now. attractive grew. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get some of these shirts now. I realize now I can buy them and, and wear oh, them proudly. Finally, full yeah. dad shirts like Do- the Donald. We've talked about this before. They sell dads the Donald shirt and Grumpy because they're both jerk characters mm. who don't want to be at Disney World or Disneyland. Uh huh. So yeah. Are you going to be me. able
0: to like settle into that type? You have this hours of you on record saying that you like being
1: at <laughs> theme parks. Well. I'll try. Maybe it'll feel too weird, and I'll have to remove the shirt and buy a different one. You
2: have started drinking coffee in the last year. That's so true. So you can get the grumpy, like, "Don't talk to me until I've had my morning coffee." Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Okay. I'll
2: do.
0: I'll yeah. I'll do that one. Start doing it. You've got a whole new world of t-shirts ahead of you. You gotta I love size
2: it. up. You gotta size up one or two sizes with those ones. They need to look like a fucking sail on a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> those. Well, uh, Hanes
1: beefy T, thick beefy mm-hmm. T, but yeah. like two sizes too big.
2: Yeah, why is dad yeah.
0: dads are so humiliated in the theme park shows to have to wear a dress, but their T-shirts are big dresses. Mm, that's true. They don't, don't even be. put yeah. it together. They don't even know. <laughs> You're in one. Yeah. you changed sh- one for another one.
2: A shirt with like an angry looking stitch on it that says like My kids don't give me a minute's peace. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's a> real. <laughs> The
0: the next step will be if they can customize. Put my children's mm. names
2: in this angry. Ohana <laughs> means family. Family means uh, don't wake dad before ten on the weekends.
0: We need shirts that keep going to the back. There's more
2: complaints on the. Here's some other gripes I got. <laughs> the fire when my wife looks me in the eyes, the fire is gone from her vision. <laughs> 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 um, That's just got a very cold-looking merida on it. <laughs> <laughs> Crossed arms. Uh
0: um okay, we've talked about um uh Hitchcock being bad to the actresses yes. and um and and this is and we talked about these often repeated bits of trivia. This was for sure a thing I was supposed to say as a tour guide or that I could say that like you know part of one of the things that made it so unsettling and that made Janet Lee's performance great was that Hitchcock would change the temperature of the water without telling mm-hmm. her that it goes from warm water to ice cold and then that caused terror and shriek and surprise yes but i watched some dvd making of the shower scene where janet lee denies this and even calls out she says now, i don't know what they're telling people on the Univer- universal tour But let me just say this for the record, that that did not happen. They never used ice cold water. And in fact, um, I was very well taken care of because it was extremely like she describes it all. How like, you know, the final shot is her dead uh, with the like starting from very as close to the eyes you could possibly Mm -hmm. get. And the water still running. And they had to do that so many times because like f- it was manual focus like there there was no way yeah. to like keep the fo- so like she's there slumped over for hours and she said everybody was a, a gentleman except for the crew members way up in the rafters who she said I think they brought more crew members in to look oh, at me the, every day yeah, uh, sure. to
1: ogle for the Uh, um, interesting I wonder I sorry I wonder how many people would object to like if they went through just like watched you do your tram tour speech Mm -hmm. would Paul Giamatti have had an objection of the big fat liar portion or something like I because I wonder how much like movie fact is not fact Mm -hmm. there's a lot of you know
0: when I said he was very verbally abusive to all the children (laughs) I don't know why I went out of my way to say that to (laughs) character assassinate Giamatti. yeah
2: I mean a lot of yeah a lot of the Hitchcock stars you know older stars make appearances like in this attraction or at least like yeah that story about tippy hendron's daughter which i which could be melanie griffith oh Uh, right i don't know she had a sister i just saw the 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 phrase uh tippy hendron's daughter so the line is tippy hendron melanie griffith dakota johnson wow what a lineage (laughs) yeah yeah Um, And then they were all, that was the family
0: that lived with the lions for that weird movie. That was way worse than anything Hitchcock ever did to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And they chose it, I think.
2: Uh, The um, (laughs) old Jimmy Stewart is really something in his post-show segment. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got Jimmy Stewart. Oh,
1: Jimmy Stewart, again, on talk shows, fantastic. Really good. So slow, you read a poem about his dog. (laughs) Jim Carrey (laughs) did a, I think he did that on Saturday Night Live, that is a bit, once. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Joe Pesci show, was it? Oh, yes. I think it was a Joe Pesci show. Uh, uh, Speaking Uh, of anti-vaxxers.
2: But in a theme park (laughs) context. Not Pesci, Pesci, we don't know. No. Uh, uh, In a theme park context, so you've got the Statue of Liberty scene from Saboteur, a carousel, which I think is Strangers on a Train, but there's also a carousel in Shadow of a Doubt. Um, And then you have a city, like, like, you know, apartment buildings from rear window that you can stand with binoculars. And Jimmy Stewart is telling you, did you find the murderer yet? (laughs) They (laughs) might have found you. Like, I was like, that is insane to think about six-year-old me with binoculars going like, there's a lot of things going on in these apartments. I hope the murderer doesn't see me. You're looking
1: at murder and there's women in their
2: underwear instead there's, of that. And yeah, a
1: body. Sequence. There's a rear window. Oh, speaking of Brian Mariotti, Funko is making a rear window board game I saw. That what? It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Funko is in the board game space now. Well, so. why'd you
0: say? I like that you still chose. You, you didn't say speaking of Funko. You said speaking <laughs> of Brian Mariotti. Brian Mariotti. <laughs> well, there Which we were a long
1: time ago three hours ago <laughs> look at rear window board game
2: jason look at this wow yeah but wait they're it's the actual like poster art and stuff okay so they're not funko fine it's not a funko fied. oh right right no no Jenny
1: there are Stewart funko and games and i have a seinfeld funko game as well that i haven't played yet where there's like funko fied uh, versions and that thing i got you was funko you gave me well. the full yes the seinfeld
0: yeah. set in in funko which is so awesome mm-hmm. uh thank you brian mariotti um I, this last room I liked so much. I I, like this, this crazy surreal as with the opening uh, uh, collage or whatever that here's like a bunch of like, wow, there's rear window and a carousel and a big Statue of Liberty torch all in one space. Like that felt like being in Hitchcock's mind Mm -hmm. where here's big icons from. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: almost like Batman, Batman in the Batcave in certain versions has like a big penny Big Two faced yeah, and a big dinosaur. It's like stuff he's collected, and it feels like this is the same thing Hitchcock's like artifacts from the movies, or whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it bled into like the Bates Motel, <laughs> like a gift shop, as if it was at the Bates Motel, <laughs> which a is, a is a gift shop, also a pretty good gag. And uh, yeah, that that Bates Motel, I mean, they still sell Bates Motel stuff here and there, but I remember after uh, it closed, a bunch of it showed up at the like. There's a store in the New York streets and I I'm not sure what it is right now. Uh, a few years ago it was like Irish stuff you yeah. know and before that uh, and maybe at the same time it was all the clearance merchandise mm-hmm. and so I remember going there and being so excited that they I was like I'm gonna get a baseball hotel keychain. It does say Lisa on it, but it's also two dollars, so I can't be too picky. You bought not your own name. <laughs> yeah, on but either. not my own name. <laughs> yeah, I was a cool guy in high school. What do you want? <laughs> did you
1: wear? Did you like show it off though? Because that is like ironic to not have yeah, your own I name on it. Yeah, I think that was chain. part of
2: it. That was a very funny gag for seventeen-year-olds. Like, look, right. I got a keychain with someone else's name. I think it was two. I think it was rectangular, and I think he ends were metal and pointed. So I was like, this isn't practical as a keychain. But I'll keep it in my little souvenir I, box.
1: When Kmart was going out of business, we went there every week a couple times a week, and I remember I bought these like yellow sunglasses, and I was like, you know what I'm doing now? I'm wearing these every day, 24 seven. Yeah, this is my thing now. And yours was the Lisa keychain. Lisa keychain.
2: Me and some friends were like walking through Sears once they had clearance like socks, like mm-hmm. like, uh, teen socks, and when we were like, let's get matching Hottie Patrols. <laughs> oh wow.
1: That's too body
0: for that's me. <laughs> Hottie so Hottie Hottie patrol? patrol socks, L- Bates like Motel Lisa, Lisa keychain, key mm-hmm. <laughs> and you in yellow sunglasses. Everybody's in their
2: best. I mean, we've got a couple of fucking quarterbacks right here, a couple of Brown Kings. <laughs>
1: uh, that's no di- no no denying that. <laughs>
2: Look at this motherfucker! He can't oh, even say his name. Oh, he
0: fucked up. I'm sorry, everyone. No, this is gold for misspeaking. Uh, um,
1: Classic misspeaking.
0: There's one thing I want to go back to. I know we've been going forever, but I I can't let the episode pass without bringing this up. This is back in the psycho sequence, and this is one of the things that um, uh, Anthony Perkins talks about, where he th- this is a, a quote that he's, he he kind of like interrupts the 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 live demonstration and so, so he can give some expertise because he was Norman Bates right. and uh, he says well he wants to say a little of what made that original scene work and I think it, it goes on to make the point that the knife never entered her skin and here's why and in setting that up he explains how this you know could have been a lot more grisly mm-hmm. and what he says is uh, you see psycho was based on a real murder case Years later, they made a much more graphic film based on the same case. It was called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But Hitchcock felt the violence of the crime was just too horrible. And thus, you know, it was it was tame and the audience uh, fills in the, the gaps. I was like, I never heard of this. The same thing as Psycho right. and yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, now, uh, so I'm like, all right, let me, let me figure this out. And here's the, the big crazy reveal. Uh, there's a fella named Ed Gein. Oh, Ed, Ed Gein. Gein, yeah. You know Ed Gein. Okay. I know
2: Ed, yeah. <laughs> you know fella,
0: fe- good fella. Uh uh the Butcher of Plainfield, the Plainfield Ghoul. Sure. Um I didn't know any of this. Uh uh that the same guy had there's elements of Norman Bates in Psycho, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Wow, like real things pulled from this one. Got one man is all of these. Wow, monster like Lon Chaney, but real. <laughs> 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 Every monster. Uh, um, now I'm going. This you, you you've you've heard a little about Ed Gein. I'm sure yeah. that I didn't know any of this because this is not my area, true crime and stuff. I'm sure there is a podcast. This private podcast, it's probably a podcast that's all about
2: Ed Gein. Well, I want to know, what does Ryan Murphy have to say about Ed Gein? And uh, now I'm going to put a blindfold on and throw a dart at a dartboard starring Adam Devine. Okay. <laughs>
1: hey, okay. It's Ed
2: Gein. All right. Netflix limited series produced <laughs> by Ryan Murphy starring Adam Devine. Money, please. <laughs> I th-
0: i think maybe I saw that there's something from an American Horror Story that's also Ed
3: Gein. Inspired. I'm sure. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he
0: might be might have beat you to it. Uh, um, but just in in wrapping my head around Ed Gein, uh, the, I, okay, so the uh, middle of nowhere creepy house mm-hmm. incredibly li- like crazy crazy religious mother uh sex is evil and women mm-hmm. are instruments of the devil. This true. was instilled all and true, things yeah. don't get too crazy yet. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the way all three of us were raised That's <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we haven't killed anybody yet. No, we haven't done that. <laughs> so this, is for, so far, it's okay. Uh, but anyway, then he like he might have killed his own brother when they were younger because there was a fire and he went and told the police, "My brother, I lost him in the fire." And then they came to the fire and said, "Well, what happened?" He said, "Well, he's right there." I'm like, well, why do you know now? Um, so Jesus. maybe shadily killed his own brother. And then his mother died. He put the word "mother" on the tombstone. Mm. So that's real. Uh, and then, uh, so, so the, the fixation with mother and wanting to dress up like her that's a real thing. Then you go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I've never seen, I should see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm told <laughs> that there's furniture made out of human skin and bones. Mm. Yes, I believe so. All right, so that's this guy, he did that, he made furniture out of skin and bones, mm-hmm. and then, uh, to bring Silence of the Lambs in. The uh, the woman suit the skin suit that is him and that's him trying to be his own mother isn't that weird that Norman Bates and Buffalo Bill two of the crazy and that like they just didn't go crazy enough like it wasn't just a wig this guy (laughs) fucking.
1: And this uh, is, I like you're going. delivering this as if it's the same way where we're like, and, you know, imagine your Claude Coates <laughs> He was the guy of the Haunted Mansion who actually added some of the dark stuff. And he was also Snow White's Scary Adventure. You're like, whoa, I didn't know. I only wow. have one tone. I don't know how else to do it. I mean, I would have done it the same way. I'm I think it's funny. When,
0: when tragedies befall me in my life, I'll be talking in the same tone. I'll be nervous yeah. laughing because I'm losing my I don't know sure. what else to do. So
2: I came out and there was a screwdriver in each one of my tires. <laughs> and I don't know who did it or who I've wronged.
0: And fun facts, the manufacturer of the tires was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's a
2: Goodyear tires, but it's like, you know, an always ready screwdriver. And, you know, they're owned by the same parent company nowadays. I
1: just, I just, I also want to add, I just purchased a Leatherface NECA toy from Target for a friend of mine. <laughs> and that's true. I did
2: it a, wow, a week and a half ago.
0: So. wow. Yes. So now you know the toy was inspired, and I would say, uh, wait, sorry, Brian Mariotti. Yeah. Uh, Brian. That's, Mari- well, that's Funko. Okay. Okay. Randy Falk oh. is NECA. Oh, sorry, NECA toy. Okay. NECA well, toys, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll throw it out to uh, Brian or Randy. Randy when is the when's the tribute to ed gein <laughs> we paid tribute to the to the 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 fictional monsters but yeah. why, where's ed gein's uh i'm sure they're working he, he wrote all right. hitchcock didn't think of any of this shit That's ed true. gein did it yeah. Right, right right <laughs> um <laughs> i go him
2: th- there was a thing that stuck out to me from this re- who is the um oh god i forget i i didn't write is it shirley mclean is talking at some point. Yeah. in the yes, red, yeah, yeah. she
0: describes a lot about the, the TV show. The, I, right.
2: Yeah. I did. She at some, someone in the, one of the narrations discusses that he's like, you know, and of course Hitchcock movies usually have a big ending or a plot twist or something. Uh, or as Hitch would say, I, I'm worried I got the word wrong. It's gotta end with a smacker. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't remember that one. That I forgot about. I don't know.
1: I've never heard that. I heard, I saw the video, but I've never heard that. If that
2: somehow I might have missed that part in the montage or missed that part in the post show, uh, because I feel like if I was a little kid, I was like, do you know that Hitchcock movies end with a smacker? (laughs) Like, I would have been really just insufferable talking about smackers.
0: Um, that I mean it's a good philosophy. We should incorporate that word. And if we're on the yeah. way out here, let me try to end with a smacker. Jordan, there's there's two videos that I haven't shown, and they have the same title except one's part one, part two. I think maybe skip. Oh, we already saw. Okay, uh, no, no reveal. <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna see if we could surprise you guys with who's gonna. But let's. I mean, this is a smacker nonetheless. Yeah, still smacker. Uh, this it, let let's bring some more great. Now that we've tied together Buffalo Bill and Leatherface and Norman Bates, let's bring another character into it via a Universal Studios Florida promotional video from the late 80s telling people what was going to be there. Mm. Uh, uh, let, let's just play and, and see how it is. Good
3: goes. evening, fellow tourists. I was at the top of these stairs that the second murder took place. Let, let's pause it because
0: the listener can't doesn't yeah. know what's going oh, on. Uh, oh, that's um,
2: <laughs> Sebastian Jackal, actor Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> you may know him
0: mainly Deadly Games, the UPN. character he played yeah. on UPN's Deadly Games. But he also played the character Doc Brown. And there's, I don't okay. think we've really talked about this. That Doc Brown runs around and sees all this. He travels to the future mm-hmm. of 1990 to see all of the things that are going to be at Universal right. Florida, which brings him, we we'll, we got to cover every bit of this, but he ends up face to face with all this you know, crazy other iconography. But here he is snuck up into the psycho house where Alfred Hitchcock is talking and explaining how he shot the scene. And then very strangely, he says, master, <laughs> which is, I get what you're saying. He's a master filmmaker, but- it's weird, yeah. It doesn't feel like something Doc Brown would master say. Master of suspense. No.
2: Why would, yeah, why wouldn't he just say the master of suspense? Master.
0: Yeah, I know. It's odd. Really yeah. weird. But then he, we get a little more into the Doc Brown voice, I'd say, with what he says after this.
3: Of the, of the, well, I... What better than an analytical, exegical dissection of blood-curtling, nail-biting, heart pounding, scary stuff than from this guy?
0: weird weird little mini doc brown monologue about yeah. why uh, hitchcock's a great director but then if you could pull up the other video um here's this is this is a smacker imagine just imagine watching you think you're watching the end of psycho and then and then you get this this is the scene where this is uh vera mile right is walking up to uh what she thinks is norman bates's mother uh in the, the room with just one light and uh and this happens Face. and the chair turns around but it's we know I it's know, gonna be a corpse going. right No, it's Doc <laughs> D- wait stop pause it pause it <laughs> Doc Doc Brown is Norman's mother yes. twist but then further twist then it cuts to Doc Brown regular at the door watching this and he gets scared right so this is like a trippy this is like doc brown's having a nightmare
1: he's seeing himself yeah as Bates or he's he's messed with the time stream so much he's actually run into himself oh which we know he's not supposed to which do supposed they're supposed gonna to do, destroy which this they do time in the, time the movies
0: but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that yeah well okay so he's being cautious if he's if you see yourself get out of there yeah, because also he really probably didn't know what the hell what happened here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is what, beyond. I, this is more like a being John Malkovich, like some surreal. Why is my face on this? I don't know. Uh, there, there's a little tale more too. than then
1: some people come in and remove the the grandma or the the mother
3: uh,
0: mm-hmm. prosthetics.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is great. I think we did. I think we did a little of this on the uh, when we uh, fake Doc Brown episode, perhaps. Yeah, oh, maybe. or a different maybe a different one. But yes, this is such a weird. It also, like, isn't necessarily the character of Doc Brown. He seems to love the magic of the movies. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. well, well, well,
0: check this out. This is the, the rest of this. Mm-hmm. You, nothing more magical.
3: Makeup. Cosmetic beautification. Wrong. Horrific mutation. The live horror makeup show where the secrets of horror unfold before
2: your very eyes. <laughs> Whoa, it's two attractions. Yep, this? Yeah, then he yeah. ties
0: it to the horror makeup show, which we'll do down the road maybe next year.
1: Um, You know what? This is one where I would we've said we've criticized this before, like on the Benicio del Toro opening of Guardians of the Galaxy, the ride. Hmm. This is maybe one where you don't you want him to, like, suggest that he's Doc Brown, but not be Doc Brown, where it's like, I'm Christopher. And like, he's acting like a little like Doc Brown, but you don't want it in continuity because it doesn't make any sense that Doc Brown loves. Movies. movies and I don't movie know. Movies. Well, he loves Edison, and Edison had a lot to do events? with early
0: no. movie technology. I guess I forget that's what true. exactly, but no, he would love all of the. And the knife ever never actually entered his <laughs> seen rope. It's all one shot, or so the magic of the movies would have you believe.
2: I just, I used the time machine to go back and see that first screening of the train coming right at you so I could see a whole crowd go,
3: ah, (laughs) everyone jumped away. All right, I've been proven
2: wrong.
1: You're right. It should be Doc Brown. Uh, uh, He would love movies, yeah. I wish he just had talked more about the movies he loves in the three, Back to the Future movies. I'm sure he will in Back to the Future 4 through 6. Sure. That will happen Mm -hmm. as soon as uh, uh, Zemeckis passes away. Sure. Yeah. or maybe, I, honestly, maybe before. We'll, who knows? <laughs> anything's possible.
2: I was kind of hoping... this. That reminded me of another Universal video that we haven't done, but I feel like we have to do an episode on the John Forsyth souvenir video you could oh. buy oh, yes, for like $40. Yes, yes, yes. And I think there That's was own a own Florida episode. one and a Hollywood one. So if you want to talk micro-targeting... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
0: both. Oh, God. Well, I would love to. I love those so much. Movies are the Wizard's Wand that... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I, it's so, I mean, we've brought it up in bits and pieces, Uh but yes, let's do that soon for sure. But the, um, I was, I checked that for interesting clips and can you imagine that how they addressed this was John Forsyth, who is an actor on Charlie's Angels, by the way, who's uh, very, uh, I only know Charlie's Angels. Um, (laughs) uh, Farrah Fawcett's luminous hair. uh. (laughs) So, and I have the poster in my garage. What can I say? I'm a man.
2: Um, <laughs> Could you diet a little more platinum? <laughs> um,
0: I, I was going to say, if you can imagine what uh, John Forsyth did in that video, as we've been doing the whole time, is walking up, turning profile, and saying, mm-hmm. good evening. Mm-hmm. Nice. You can't resist it. We couldn't resist it. No. We had to do it the whole time. Uh, and it's you know he made all these great movies but what we're gonna know him for <laughs> this is what I'm saying with like he's gonna feel like a theme park character in a hundred years you know, so who is that oh he's a guy who said good evening mm-hmm. and he was yep. very rotund. Hey, that's the, all we'll know it was like Shrek
2: like Shrek after him he's just
0: this is the space yeah. where <laughs> the big bulbous <boldest> characters live <laughs> the ogres Shrek and Hitchcock
2: Psycho Psycho North by Northwest Vertigo one or two others might sustain but then the perspective will be like, you know who directed those? The Good Evening guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Really? I thought he was just from commercials. He made movies <laughs> yeah.
1: too. They're gonna look he's gonna be deep faked before we know it and he'll be in stuff again <laughs> and he'll be doing intros and there'll be a new Alfred Hitchcock hour Sure. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was. We, well, we could course. get we him had, on the
2: show. We could get an AI Alfred Hitchcock saying like Sign the change.org petition to bring back for, Shrek 4D. for <laughs>
1: Forever Dog's making acquisitions lately too. So Brett, mm-hmm. if you're listening, could you acquire the deep fake rights to Alfred Hitchcock and have we have his like likeness rights and we can do a podcast as him? Well, that'd be that be a big boost for Forever Dog. Yes. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock presents the podcast.
0: We'll do it. <laughs> but you know, why do the deep when if it's just audio, why do the deep fake we'll yes, oh yeah, true. Yeah, you want maybe the whole thing. But if you need a little help
1: filling in the voice we got Mike. All, we got I'm Mike here. to do it, and I'm, I'm. It's a. It's. 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 Oh, it's like ninety five percent of theirs. It's it pretty is. <laughs> It's pretty close. Like it's nine.
2: a kind of an easy one to do. It's kind <laughs> of a satisfying. Don't
1: cut him down like
0: that. <laughs> you know well, no, sorry, but, uh,
2: <laughs> difficult to master. The master of the master, master of suspense. I'll be
1: master. I'll be. What? I'll be. will ma- mastered it by Tuesday. Oh, so <laughs> well, it's too late. The episode's done. Oh, well, but when I do this podcast on Forever Dog, the official Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> podcast.
0: Yeah. Is it really him? Did they reanimate? Did they dig him up from the grave like Ed Gein would do with his yeah. bodies?
1: No, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's a, a, a modern mimic named well, Mike Carlson. I'll wear his skin if we don't get the deep fake rights. <laughs> If it's still around, I don't know that it's around. Probably I would not. have wanted that. Where am I skin? He's probably buried 10 minutes from here.
2: Probably. Yeah. Let's go
0: dig no, up wait. Alfred. I looked it up. He was buried at sea.
2: What? Isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, that ashes is at sea. Well, we Jason, gotta get his ashes, put them back together, make a, an ash sailor. He
2: loved making lifeboats so much. Jason, Jason, get your sailor boy outfit
1: on. We're going out to sea.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, Mike, get your giant T-shirt with a uh, stitch on it, looking pissed. All
0: right, great. Don't send me on a on a recovering ashes mission until I've had my coffee. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, you should do, say the last. You got to do the line. Uh, do it as as the man. Oh, oh
1: oh oh yeah! I was like, "What is he talking about?" Mm. Uh, you've you've <laughs> survived. Podcast the ride, right? As Jordan pulls up a picture of
0: a Hitchcock Funko Pop, it all ties together. It connects. The circle has been looped around too. Yeah. What's the word? Someone roast me for not saying the phrase correctly. Um, so uh, yes, you survived. Uh, you could find us on the oh socials. Oh yeah, Mariotti's
1: uh, Funko Pop. There is one of him. Yeah, that's. There's him. a lot of. Who's Becker? Uh, is he another Funko part of Funko, I think? I think he's another guy. Presumably,
0: Funko. to fucking be these guys, you've got all the Funko plastic there's a at Jordan, your ready.
1: You could do whatever you want with them. There's a Jordan Blum Funko Pop, too.
2: Oh, sure.
1: They got the director series. These guys would be
2: he's Ed Gein's
0: really, so sure, now. if they, Ed Gein had to resort to being creative with corpses and skin because mm-hmm. that was all he had. If he had a bunch of plastic, <laughs> like Mariotti, maybe he would have made some great toys instead. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. It's a real shame. Anyway, you know what's not a shame? The great bonus material that's available uh, on our socials at Podcast the Ride, the merch in our Tee Public store, including for Hauntcast the Fright. And for three bonus episodes every month, check out Hauntcast the Fright, the Cemetery Gate, um, and the as-yet-named Club 3. we got to spookify that. Uh, you can get one more bonus there uh, on our new tier. You can find all that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. And thanks to... Jordan Black Cats. How mm. about that? Spookified. Pretty good. At Forever Rabid Dog <laughs> for producing this episode. Um, on the second gate, Munsters 2002. Coming up on Club 3 is voted by the audience. Oh,
2: 2022. What did I say? 2002. Fuck. I'm got right. it. No, don't Doesn't roast got me. Got yep. Wrong year, moron. Let's before
0: I fuck it up more. Wrong year. <laughs> Damn it. So much roasting. Uh, you end it with a smacker. Bye.
3: Forever
0: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.